how should we set these things up? Uh, just close, yeah, I mean, I guess in between us, but like closer to you, the better. So, so you have one, I have one? Yeah. All right. Yeah, here we go. Here we are. Uh, another installment of the futility of life. It's me, Chad Colchin, and I'm here today with... Cole Wallace, sir. Uh, Cole and I met at Will's house watching a movie one night. We did. And then he hit me up on Instagram, and now we're here to discuss the futility of life. <laughs> uh, as, as we always do on these things. Thank you very much. Thanks. We're in Kulina, uh, the beautiful Four Seasons, Beverly Hills, where we've been a few times before. So, um, tell us about yourself, Cole. Uh, well, I grew up in uh, Canada. Heard of Actually, it. across the river from Will, where Will grew up. Oh, strange. Yeah. Did so you know each other's kids? No. No. <laughs> Did you know of each other? Uh, not until he was on Mad TV. Okay. So I knew, you know, I watched Mad TV, obviously. And then you're like, local boy made good. Totally. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. this guy's dope. But then I actually worked with Will when I moved to LA in 2006 uh, on a, sh- I'm not gonna say shitty, on a on a fun on a fun feature. Uh-huh. I was like DIT, like onset editor. What was, was the feature? Uh, porn star. Porn star. He might have maybe never showed you. <laughs> <laughs> Totally possible. Yeah, I'm like, I, I think a, I've seen everything he's. Done. I have a copy. What was the premise? Who else was in it? So, uh, I can't remember the lead guy. No, nobody huge, but the premise was this guy starts dating a porn star, mm-hmm. and his life unravels. And so Will was like the porn star's manager, um, <laughs> and the girl was like this famous girl, like famous for a hot second, where she's really hot. Tara Reid. Something of the sort. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Will played this like sleazeball porn producer manager guy. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Um, all right. So you uh, grew up in Canada, came down here to pursue some kind of a career in entertainment. Yeah, directing, filmmaking. And is that what you're doing now? Yes, it is. Yeah. That's fantastic. What yeah. kind of stuff do you make? I do a lot of beauty stuff. So I do, like I started with, I used to dance. Uh-huh. So I started off. Like, like with the dancers I did like pop star music stuff so I started cool. working with like Pink and Katy Perry heard of them ago. Did, yeah <laughs> did a bunch of stuff with them so I directed like a lot of their screen content for their tours and some music videos for them and then that segued into beauty so I do a lot of stuff with like CoverGirl and Pantene and I just recently uh, shot the digital digital content component of Gal Gadot's Revlon campaign that just came out yesterday. Oh, cool. So, yeah, working. I mean, things good. Yeah, man, that's fantastic. Those yeah. are cool people to work with. Yeah, definitely. At the very least, that's got to be oh. super fun. Yeah, totally. And it's cool. Like, I like working with women because it's like, I feel like you can do so much more with them. Like, they can be, like, strong and, like, sexy, but, like, still, like, or just fun. And, like, you can have, they have yeah. a bigger range of, like, stuff you can do with them. So. Yeah, that's cool, dude. Yeah. All right. Um, so you're out here doing that now. Yep. And you're thinking about the futility of life. I am indeed. I am indeed. So what's your take on it? Let me ask you this. Are you on board with the idea that life is pointless and every human endeavor will, in the end, be lost? Uh, Half of that, yes. So so definitely, in the end, everything is lost, for sure. I I struggle with the idea of it being pointless because I think we need to define what's, like, the relativeness to the pointlessness. Okay, sure, sure. You know what I mean? Yes, I agree. For me... The, the true point of life is deciphering reality to okay. finally be able to answer the question, what is all of this? Or why are we here? Whatever you're kind of like, the core philosophical question about human existence. Mm-hmm. I don't believe we will answer it before annihilation. And for me, that means there is no point to any of this. Do you think that it could be answered before even like, how could that, how could that be answered? 
Uh, well, we'll need some technological assistance. Thank you. Uh, no, but a bit of milk for me would be good. I'll take some sweetener. Sure. Sure. Thanks. So for me, that is, um, you know, as uh, your question was, can we even get there? Currently, no. Our limits of perception won't obviously allow it. We've been, you know, arguing and fighting for sure, yeah, yeah. however long on this planet about does God exist? Which God exists? Which mm. God should we worship? Which government? Which form of money? Which form of love? Science? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, all yeah, these yeah, things. Yeah. Uh, and we've come to no real conclusions. And we still can't answer those primary questions of what oh, is life. Yeah, yeah, time, we're struggling death. with the basic, the basic <clears throat> shit. But like, but even like looking forward, how could more technology solve that question for you? AI. But give you an answer for the purpose of it? Yeah. Why not? How? Well, I mean, there's a lot of different theories about what reality could potentially be. If we're all living in a simulation, one... I mean, you always get to argument of first cause, I guess. Mm -hmm. Whether you believe in a god or not, there's always then the question of, like, well, what made god or what came before god? So we are kind of locked in this linear, temporal understanding of reality because it's how we perceive it. Yeah. Whether time exists or not, I, I personally don't think it really does. I think as it's been proven to be relative, even as we experience it, that necessarily means that everything has already happened. Or, you know, however you want to kind of get that straight in your head. Mm -hmm. Time isn't real. It's just how we perceive things. Linear time, I mean. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, I do believe that there could be technologies developed that could elevate our ability to understand, that could even broaden our ability to perceive. Mm -hmm. You know, as we have, like, electron microscopes or infrared cameras, mm -hmm. we already have technology that can perceive reality in ways we cannot as humans. And then we can take that data and assimilate it into our structure, you know? But do you, but do you think with that added perception and slash knowledge that that would then suddenly arm us to answer this greater question when we can't even answer the most basic the most basic ones about about god money religion well we can't answer the ones about god there is no god uh, yes money really all these things are just ideas we made up they're all false they're all just they don't exist but um the the real questions to me the three basic ones are the ones that we really struggle with are what is time mm -hmm. what is life and mm -hmm. what is death mm -hmm. and that ultimately i believe we could answer those questions if we had proper technology that would allow us to perceive things on a broader scale or even maybe a more intricate scale and and all of these ideas that we've come up with like attempt to answer those things you know? yeah yeah i mean i could see <clears throat> answering those i mean i definitely could see answering time i think that it's been um you know this like how it's relative and there's all these theories about what it might be or how it, it transpires and i think that the idea of time could be solved scientifically sure more easily than the, what is well, what is life or death? Or more so, what is before or after, really? Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, even within those questions, though, like, what is life really is what causes us to be animated and, and what is the uh, the nature of all living things on Earth that need to, like, procreate and sustain? Mm -hmm. Why is that the case? Sorry. What's that? Uh, no, no milk yet. I, I have I have no idea what I'm going to order. Please, take a look, take a look. Um, Are you, have, you been, have you decided? Yeah. I'm going to get a margarita pizza. Simple, yet classy here at Kulina. Oh, I bet it's delicious. <laughs> I bet it's uh, delicious. But yeah, dude, for me, it's like those questions are things we've struggled with since the dawn of kind of advanced thought, or at least abstract thought, since whatever pre-human creature yeah. had the first thought, we've been struggling with these ideas of, like, what are we fucking doing here, and what sure. even is here? So, so, so my question to that is, like, the idea of having those thoughts, like, the the thing that I've been struggling with is like this idea of consciousness you know like what is the meaning of that 
Um, are you ready? Yeah, I'm good to go. Gentlemen, we do also uh, for our soups today. We have butternut squash, it's vegan, and a uh, and a farinata, which is like a minestrone with a polenta base. We also have a pronto buffet, which is a which has a form of seven salads, uh, charcuterie section, salmon, fried dip, chicken. Open go back as many times as you want. We also have fruit, uh, a couple of desserts, all for thirty bucks. That minestrone soup is vegetarian. It is, and so is the I'm gonna get that. Soup, yeah, sounds good. Yeah, that's good. Um, I'll get the the tuna tartare. Yes, please. This is a smaller dish. Did you want something else? Um, no, that's fine. Uh, actually, I'll do that and the soup then as well. Yeah, sure. Uh, you can bring it all together. Oh, okay. it's, it's all good. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Oh, sorry. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's all good. Uh, so, so, so consciousness has been a thing that's been I've been pondering as far as like why why we have it to ask those questions and then and then what other life also has consciousness. I am dealing a lot with this exact kind of <laughs> shit in this fucking book I'm writing. Yeah. Where basically I think everything that has any kind of a um, nervous system mm-hmm. ranks somewhere on a chart of psychological evolution from mm-hmm. the lowest being a worm mm-hmm. which has like I don't know exactly how many but I think a few hundred neurons sure. yeah, to yeah. human beings okay. that have billions of neurons Okay, and so all along that chart you're, as your nervous system becomes more and more complex it allows you to analyze data at a higher rate and once you're analyzing this data you start to enter into different kinds of behavioral modes the first this is all shit that I'm just coining. Sure. Somebody may have already written all this. Uh-huh. I have no idea, but uh-huh. at least to me it's new. Okay. Think about it. Um, the first one I think is kind of like reactive, which is a mm-hmm. worm is fucking reactive mm-hmm. and only ever behaving reactively. It detects some fucking thing in the mud or whatever, mm-hmm. and it moves in a direction. It reacts. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next level up from that is predictive, mm-hmm. where you can assimilate data and make a prediction about what's going to happen. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And then alter your behavior accordingly. So if you are like, well, shit, it's going to rain, I better take that umbrella. You will change the way you behave in accordance with a prediction you've now made based on data you're assimilating. So is, do you view that more as a, that's a decision? That's like, I can either do this or do that? Well, that's free will, which I don't think we have either. But it, your behavior okay. will change based on predictive modeling in your brain. But the decisions are being made like without your consent, essentially. You know, like for example, would you ever uh, decide to just jump into a fire? Um, I mean, perhaps under certain circumstances. <laughs> right, if you were high as fuck or something, sure. Well, yeah, or even like I was reading, I was listening to this podcast about people saving other people, so they're putting themselves sure. in harm's way to like save someone. But that decision's already been made. If, if it's somebody like that who's like, I have to save this person, it may be a specific person you have to save, a spouse, a loved one, whatever, yeah. or it may just be a general sense of I'm a protector figure. That identity was formed long before you're making the decision to jump into that fire to save somebody, or that relationship was formed long before it. So a decision's already pre made for that person to say like well if my wife ever lands in a fucking fire I'm going in to get her and now there's a fire but you've already made the decision do you, you know? do you do you not think that the whole so like nature versus nurture type thing the, your environment does not affect those types of decisions in any way in your mind not the decisions it only affects the behavior the decisions are already pre-made so it's like you know whatever environment you might be in what's like the raining one I'll, I'll just go back to that it's a very simple one yeah. if your environment is it's raining yeah. you're going to pick up the 
fucking umbrella and take it outside because you've already pre-made a decision at some point in your life. Yeah. I'd rather not be wet if I can just avoid it by doing this one simple behavior. So you're not, in effect, deciding to pick up that umbrella. That decision's been made when you were a fucking three-year-old kid, when the first time you saw an umbrella and you're like, oh yeah, good solution, I'm going to do that. Uh And so the behavior now is what I think most people think is the decision they're making, but it's actually not. The behavior is just a pre-programmed set of functions you're going to do based on a decision. Your brain is already hardwired. It's already made it a million other times, you know? Mm-hmm. But what about what about stuff as as trivial as as actions here, like deciding to shake your hand or not outside or like throwing my teacup across the room? It's like I can make I can make this decision, <laughs> right? Throw your teacup across the room then make that decision. Well not that one, but I but I uh, why I won't did, you do that? Well I could spit in my own teacup. I would never do that, but I could do that. Why don't you though? Well, because I don't want to drink my own spit. Then you'll never do that. But I, but I, you can't make that decision. So, but so, so you don't have free will. You just, I think, illuminated my point. That's you'll never spit in your own tea. That's a behavior you can never engage in because you've already made the decision not to. Well, I could. You can't do it. Now you got to drink it. That was kind of a fake spit. If we're being real, it was in there. Was it not in there? <laughs> it was. But then yeah. even that, I can say, is like a pre-programmed thing that you probably have to like rise to a challenge. You were being challenged to overcome something. And so you're like, fuck you, I'll do it then. Sure, you know? but, but then I would argue that that's, that's like... Because, because I, I feel like I'm making decisions. Now, granted, I do agree that it's all within yeah. my biology of like my predisposition of my genes and my experiences. And like my decisions are... Are obviously calculated in my brain, and that was still like, despite me not wanting to spit in my own drink, was still within the realm of like a thing that I could do. Sure, you know, but you know, but yeah, like I'm not gonna throw it across the room. Right. Again, I could. <laughs> Let's go. Let's see. But, yeah. See how big of a challenge <laughs> yeah. you're willing to rise. But, I, but I, I'm not I willing to do you, that. Right I'm now. like, go ahead, and murder 50 people in here. <laughs> yeah. Show me you have free will. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. But I mean that. But but the extension uh, but, is is the same in a sense where it's sure. like I can do a thing. Like, because, I mean, but I, I would argue, too, that, like, the ability to murder someone is within our biology still. Of course. Right? So it's like, we're still making these decisions of what I want and what I don't want to do. I don't really want to spit in my tea, but but I can. Mm-hmm. But but prior to that challenge, I would have not, obviously, spat in right, my Right, because you already made a decision. So you made, in that little moment, there was some prior decision that you've made that, like, weighs rising to a challenge mm-hmm. versus the potential detriment of the behavior and like uh, a slight bit of saliva in the drink you're going to already drink anyway you're like fuck it I'll do this to prove a point sure but it still is something that you you'd never sit around by yourself and just be like fuck I could spit in my tea might as well (laughs) just to prove to myself I have free will of course yeah we all have the illusion of free will I, I think also I mean the fact that I don't think time exists mm-hmm. also discounts any decision you can make because shit's not happening linearly it's already all happened it's it's a similar argument i think honestly to uh most people who believe in a, an all-powerful god believe that that god has a plan and everything's already set out and that god knows literally everything that's going to happen in a second by second basis mm-hmm. by that calculation no one has free will because yeah. that god already knows what's going to happen so any decision you're making is already made or at least is already seen by that god so the okay so the idea the idea that everything is sort of has happened already or time doesn't exist or all exists at once kind of a thing like how how does that fit in is that just a thing that exists or do you no that's real i mean time is relative like we we have on 
onboard GPS satellites, for example, <clears throat> because they're further from Earth. Oh, the relativeness, yeah, 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 yeah. And like even time flying them the, differently. Yeah. yeah, flying planes around the Earth, the, the yeah. atomic clocks go out of out of sync. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah. So we know that that's true. But that doesn't that doesn't necessarily say that it all exists at once. Well, no, but that's we're getting like you know, we're just barely in space from planet Earth. So just getting that far away from a, mm. an object of large mass alters time in a way that we can actually perceive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now imagine if you go toward uh, the closer you are to an object of heavy mass, the I think the slower time moves. Mm-hmm. That's how it is. So then all this is like theoretical physics and stuff, but as you get close to a black hole, if you could go in a black hole, time would stop, essentially. Yeah. how it's viewed. Well, wouldn't it, doesn't it say like on the other side it goes backwards? Some right, like that? all this kind of yeah. shit. But we know concretely that time affects things differently mm-hmm. depending on how fast they're traveling or mm-hmm. how far or close they are to an object of large yeah. mass. Yeah. So, I, given that, it's like, I'm sure there's some shit out there that is a gigantic fucking planet. I'm yeah. sure there's shit out there that's so big or things that are moving so fast that time affects them on the, but, but the so, ends of those spectrums. So here's another question too, right? So then so then we're looking at that example, right? When we're getting closer to a black hole, time slowing down. Like so then so then what is the quantifier of time? Is exactly. It, is it how fast our molecules are moving? It's us. It's our perception. Time may not exist for anything else in the universe. Look, time, you have to have memory, first of all. You have to have the ability to form a memory to even know that time exists. Worms don't have time. Trees don't have fucking time. They just exist. They exist only in the present moment. Uh, And who knows if there is other sentient life or life or anything else in the universe. Mm -hmm. Who knows how time affects it? We know that we perceive it, and we know that some other creatures that have, you know, kind of like higher level cognitive function, like Mm -hmm. dogs and monkeys and whatever, Mm -hmm. we know that they perceive it because they have memory. There's evidence of like all kinds of animals learning to use tools, shit like that, passing information on through generations, through teaching. So time does exist for some other animals on this planet, but not for all, only for the kind of like higher level ones yeah um and who knows how that affects anything else it it really is just like it's just a function of how we perceive things our limited ability to perceive reality is how we at least measure time whatever the fuck time actually is yeah yeah so so but 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 i guess to to get at my point like the way we perceive it is how fast our neurons and things are are moving, mm-hmm. so I, I, I guess I'm trying to. Uh, I don't know what the fuck my point was. <laughs> Other than like, like you know, because even okay, so yes, our perception changes, but also like an atomic clock would change. So what's affecting that? It's really that like molecules are just moving slower based on their proximity to gravity which are all things that like we start getting in this world of all these things that we just really do not understand exactly at all like it's i don't theoretical physics like i don't understand how i don't understand how gravity can even work dude you know what I mean? that's what i'm saying we have limits of understanding yeah. even even beyond the limit of our perception the cognitive limit of our fucking brain to crunch these numbers even if you're like a fucking genius specialist in any field those fields have limits of understanding yeah. all of them do yeah Obviously, we're all still fucking mortal. We all die of old age. Yeah. yeah. Astoundingly stupid to me. Like, how yeah. is that still a thing? Shouldn't we be immortal by now? Yeah. If we can really fucking decipher all this kind of shit? Um, 
But there's, there's, you know, things that hold us back, like the adherence to these old ideas of God and stuff. People accept death because many of them believe something happens after it. Yeah, yeah. If we all believed nothing happens after death, yeah. maybe we would live forever at this point. Maybe we would have found some cure for death. Well, I mean, we're trying. We just haven't yet. Well, we are trying, but the, there are massive roadblocks in it. I mean, like, remember when George Bush Jr. outlawed stem cell research in the United yeah, States? Yeah. What? Yeah. What the fuck, dude? What are you yeah. talking about? All that kind of shit, you know. People are like, GMOs are bad, genetic engineering is bad. It's like, no. In my opinion, we should be putting all time, all resource mm-hmm. uh, into technological development of every measure: medical shit, space shit, robots, nanotechnology, sure, sure. everything. It's the it's the only way to save ourselves. I feel like. But but I mean, you know, depending on how far you look in the future, there there is no saving ourselves, or like. Because, uh, you know, eventually our sun's going to explode, right? Yeah, we have to be in our planet. We have to be fucking out of the solar system by then. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Fuck off yeah. the planet. We got to be like, you know, at least in another solar system. Thank you very much. So. Thank you. Cool, thank you. I think we're good for now. Good. Yeah. So, I mean. So, so my thought too is like, you know, yes, preserving the human existence for the future. Uh, I mean, like, obviously, I, c- I can't remember if we, if you touched on this before, but like to me, the whole idea, while I feel it is futile, it's just like it will all end. I think that there can be value asserted to it based on your experience, right? Like whether yeah, you enjoy, like you want to live forever because you like doing shit. You That's know? correct. I do like doing <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. And I, <laughs> I want to live forever because I enjoy doing. Like it's the experience that adds value to yeah. life, right? And so, I mean, I think that because I, I feel like there's been a lot of talk of like, well, it's all it's all pointless. And and yes, looking far enough in the future, it gets there unless we get off the, the planet. But even on on looking at the scope of my own life or one's life, there can be value asserted to it based on your experience. Yeah, sure. You like. kind of make your own value or whatever. But I mean, even that is like, I, I just don't believe that anybody has kind of control over their thoughts or their life or any of that shit. So if you do find value in your own life, that was going to happen <laughs> yeah, yeah. no matter what. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not like a conscious choice, even though it can feel like it. Um, certainly, I have things that I enjoy doing. Yeah. It provides me value. Yeah, thank no, we're you. We're good. But, uh, in the grand scope, I also know that it's fucking pointless because I'm going to be turned to fucking ash and cast into the uncaring but, void, as are we all. But why would it, why would it make your experience unlike like how good this soup is or not mm-hmm. pointless if, if, I mean, you are going to die, but, like, you can enjoy the soup. Yeah, and I, it's a the good things thing. that I enjoy, I indulge in. Yeah. Uh, as, as should everybody, I think, you know, if you can, as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Barring the things that we're slaves to, like money and government and all these other things, mm-hmm. you have a lot of your behavior is dictated by these kind of deep, deep rooted fucking abstract ideas that we've come up with as human beings, as our brains have evolved, which mm-hmm. is unfortunate, obviously. The fact that we're all literally slaves to money is just fucking the most crushing, depressing thing in the world. No, I don't understand how you can, how it would work without it, because I feel like you mentioned it getting rid of it, but I just don't see like having like bartering resources is a function of 
of any kind of upper level of life with like monkeys and humans like there's some kind of a system yeah so far I, I mean but we could develop a system where like let's say technology started uh, to exist that's like Star Trek replicators where you can just huh. make anything you need sure you just talk to a fucking robot hey I, this soup for example that I'm eating can I please have that bowl of soup that I had at Four Seasons on January 10th or whatever today's date is and the computer just fucking materializes it out of atoms in the air you never need money again. No one does. And you can put these things anywhere. Yeah. I feel like that's pretty much the future. <laughs> sure, but whatever. Yeah. It's time, which doesn't exist anyway. If that yeah. ever happens, money is gone. Yes, but I also think that like... Or it could be. It would actually not be. It wouldn't because... A giant company would start selling exactly. machines. Exactly. A giant company would, would make it, and then they would control it. <clears> right. And you they can would, only use it once a week or whatever. Yeah. Or they would charge you... Like, when, like imagine this shit first comes out, the richest of the rich are going to have it, and there's still people... Like, but the separation... That's part of the well, problem. It's like, when somebody comes up with a potentially revolutionary technology that could actually start to reorganize the way humanity works mm-hmm. the first thought almost invariably is how do I make money off of this yeah yeah. it's nothing else it's not like oh this is going to help humanity yeah. and we're now locked into that we're all slaves to money even the oh, people yeah. who want to afford humanity still want to make a fuckload of money doing it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And that ain't real good. I also am not a huge fan of governments. I think anybody who lives under any law is not truly free. You know? Like, if nobody breaks a law tomorrow, if everybody is law-abiding, do you think the government would be like, well, that's good, let's scrap our system of laws, we don't need them anymore, or would they write more laws that are more intrusive into people's lives? I would argue that they would write more laws only for more money. And control, yeah. Yeah. I I agree, totally. Because I think... I mean, that's a whole... I mean, there's, there's, you know, there's two ideas of free will, like whether or not I, I personally have free will or whether or not I have free will in the existence of the society that I live in, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it's, it's easier for me to fathom the idea of not having free will when there's laws, despite agreeing with the vast majority. With a lot of them, <laughs> but there will always be laws if there are more than one people, more than one person in society. The first law yeah. was like a pre-human creature walking up to another one and being like, "This shit right here is mine. Yeah. If you fucking touch it, I'll kill you." Yeah, that's the first law yeah. that was ever written by a fucking pre-human creature. Yeah, and some version of that has like crept into our abstract reality now. Yeah, and it's it's down to like the basic things, like don't kill someone. Which we're all on board with, mostly, you know, <laughs> unless there's obvious justification, like wars for money or oil, then you can kill as many people as you want. Yeah. But, um, you know, those laws also now boil down to completely intellectualized, abstract things that are only written to serve the people who wrote them. Uh-huh. Uh, down to, like, what kind of stocks you can trade and shit like that. It's like, yeah. wait, what? Now there's yeah. laws about this other fucking weird abstract idea we came up with called money yeah. that we're trading in a weird big system that is fucking nothing. It's yeah. just nothing. It's just numbers and ideas. And that makes money for people. It's fucking bizarre. Uh, yeah. I think even within that construct, like, not only do you have no free will living under government or laws, but, like, you just, you're born into the system. There's no chance to ever get out of it. There's not a human on this fucking earth. Maybe there's like... Maybe there are in the fucking Amazon rainforest or something. I remember those pictures of the fucking... Uh, that were taken of like a drone or something flew over these like an indigenous tribe. They were oh, holy you, fuck, there's people looking out the, here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Other than them, but they even probably have some system of money. Other than yeah. them, every human being on the earth, your life is dictated but, by money. But don't you think it's it's a function of our intellect? What's like, that? Money? Money. 
because like because so so let's look back in back in in our linear time where you know pre-civilization right so we're hunter gatherers right I still feel like people were trading back then. For sure. I, I'm sure there was some form of barter or whatever, but, you know, that made it, like, more interesting. Money removes the transactional process from people, so it's not like, I don't have to come to you and be like, hey, I fucking make chairs. Mm-hmm. I know you make shoes. I need a pair of shoes. I'll give you a chair. You yeah. give me a shoe. Yeah, yeah. What kind of chair do you want? What kind of shoes do you want? You have to have a conversation with that person mm-hmm. and kind of know them a little bit mm-hmm. in order to have that transactional interaction. With money, it ain't that at all. Yeah. Especially now, it's like click, click. I bought your thing. Yeah. Okay, fuck you. Who are you? I don't care. Mm. And it, it's it's a uh, it isolates people from one another, which I you know obviously has detrimental effects. But yeah, we we do we needed money to get to here for sure. You needed a universal kind of fiat resource that ascribed value to all the resources. Yeah, it's like it's it's so interesting because without money we would like we wouldn't have the need to get rid of it but we wouldn't be able to to advance technology enough to then get rid of it <laughs> you know what i mean unless we were a different kind of animal i mean unfortunately we evolved on earth where it's hard to fucking survive and competition is what drove survival and evolution and all that shit if it would have been reversed and cooperation is what would have driven us money would have never even been invented but i, I feel like i mean you know, cooperation exists on some... Like, there are evolutionary traits of cooperation that have continued on. For sure. You know. Um, they never beat out the competitive traits, though. You know. Yeah. I mean, we, fucking people murder each other on this planet literally every day. In some cases, in mass. Yeah. Because of wars, or my government, or my god, or whatever, you know? Yeah. It's absurd. The thing... That, I mean to talk about religion for a sec the idea of like a god in in the form of a of a religion based off a book is like insane to me especially as I learn more about the history of the world and like what happened pre-civilization it's just like if so it's like with any religion you're like okay like all of us are going to heaven or whatever you know there's there's say a million you know whatever people prescribe that religion or a billion or whatever like well what about the billions of people that existed before that book was even written or like you know what Maybe I mean in some religions those people get a free pass like anybody who was born before Jesus wound up in heaven really is that, is that what it is that's that's explanation n- most guys, Christian kind of like uh, believe that sects believe that yeah that's that's Babies get free passes. <laughs> Anybody who hasn't been introduced to Christ basically gets a free pass. But once you've been introduced, and you, and you, if you don't accept him as your Lord and Savior and accept him into your heart, you go to fucking hell for eternity. That's that's just like the premise of that. I'm like, that doesn't seem nice. <laughs> that doesn't seem. You know what I mean? Like that's fear. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, totally. I, I think religion was born in fear. Like the first time a pre-human creature heard some noise that it couldn't fucking rationalize, but it sounded big and like it could kill it. It was just like, what the fuck is that? I don't know, but there's something out there and it's mean. Oh, yeah. And I think, you know, to the, the unknown and having the intellect to sort of like, like postulate what that may or may not be. Uh, it, it 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 stands reason to believe that like yeah like a relate religion or god would be created based off that like that I can fully see and understand for sure which which is more comforting in a sense where I'm like oh yeah it's like it's more there's more evidence that we just made it all up than it is oh but but that isn't to say like 
like the idea of there being something like ever present over our reality I don't think that I don't think that we can necessarily cut that idea out no because it's it's very comforting it's like we were talking about earlier there are limits to our understanding of the universe and to admit that to say that like well we don't know what all this fucking shit is but something else does the god that made it does and that's fine as long as that god knows it when I die that god will tell me all the answers and everything will be cool Mm -hmm. for me I'm like no that ain't happening we got now we each got about 80 or 90 fucking years to put in to try and figure that shit out and I know it's not gonna happen in my lifetime that makes me incredibly sad but imagine if every fucking person on the planet had that same kind of attitude that's like no there's no god that's gonna help us it's on us mm-hmm. so let's figure out how to fucking live forever yeah. and let's really get these fucking answers yeah and let's stop killing each other for fucking money essentially in every case now on planet yeah. earth it just it's to me that's the most kind of depressing piece of it and that's why i feel life is futile is because humanity is we're really not any better than we were like a million years ago just fucking eating rocks and breaking <laughs> each other's necks for fucking whatever yeah we just have like a better vocabulary and bigger fucking sticks to hit each other with. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So a thing I've been thinking about too is like this idea of simulation theory, right? So like, let's say, let's assume that exists and that's what's happening. All right. So, so we, you know, my consciousness gets put in a simulation, right? And I'm having this whole experience, whether it's like the historical simulation or just like some other adventure, whatever it is, right? We're in this, this thing that was built by someone else, right? Sure. Would it... Would it not make that other person God if, like, I go into their machine and, like, they're in control of it when I come out of this thing? I mean, yeah, whatever. God is, like, just kind of a catch-all term for something more powerful than us that understands reality at a higher level. Sure, yeah. Does that exist? Probably. Sure. Uh, I'll grant that. I don't think, like, any of the contemporary religious gods... So, so So you do think that there's something that is... Uh, understands reality better than us outside of our our current physical lives that we experience? I think it's statistically likely only because of the size of our known universe. Mm-hmm. And we don't even know how big it is, but the shit we can measure, the shit we can see with telescopes is astoundingly big. Billions it, of universes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or not universes, sorry, galaxies. Yeah. Uh, that's fucking insane. And, and also, only five percent of the known energy that's out. Yeah, exactly. That's it's, it's a sliver of like what the right. fuck is that? What we can actually perceive is almost yeah. nothing. Is almost nothing compared to like what actually right. exists. So, to me, it's probable that there is something that understands reality on a more fundamental, more intricate level than we do. Yes. Is that a god? To me, no. It's just some other fucking thing that's out there. You sure. Know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it could be somebody who made us into a simulation who's watching us or not. We could be a simulation buried in a, a fucking infinite loop of other simulations made by other simulations that no one gives a fuck about. Yeah, yeah. To me, though, it doesn't change the, the same thing, the same questions. What the fuck is this? It's still sort of like, it almost is like irrelevant whether you look at like an actual a multiverse of realities or like a recursive simulation theory it's like it's you're like at that point you're like it's the fucking same shit whether or not right. this is actually a computer program or like yeah. just the way reality works like what the fuck is the difference to I, me yes I totally fucking agree and I'll always have the same questions if, I, if it's proven that we're all living in a simulation right now my question is okay who made the simulation and yeah. if we get that answer well who made those motherfuckers why yeah, yeah. what is their world like why are they there etc cetera, etc cetera. like the, it 
because of the way we perceive time, the argument of first cause is something that is like, we'll just never get around it. Mm -hmm. And so I believe there would have to be some kind of technology that allows us to perceive time in a different way mm -hmm. to really fundamentally understand uh, any of reality. Have you heard of um, Neil deGrasse Tyson's like idea of a superior being compared to us, like how we are to, huh. to sort of apes? So basically the, the idea is like, so the smartest uh, ape or orangutan or whatever, whatever the smartest primate is, they're about as smart as a as a human's three year old. Right. So they can like stack boxes to get to to get to like a tree or like understand basic basic language, you know. And and the difference between their DNA and our DNA is like one percent, one yeah. to two percent. We're almost the same. A little bit of. DNA difference in between them and us and the smartest primate is about as smart as our toddlers right? right so the idea is like well can we imagine an evolution beyond us where there's 1% DNA difference between us and this next level of intelligence and, and our smartest person like roll up like Stephen Hawking and, and they're looking at him going like oh that's cute he can do calculus he can do yeah. this because the smartest human is only at the level of a toddler of like this next being of course and that's only like 2% DNA difference, right? Sure. So, you know, the other, the other thing too, it's like, yes, we do have billions of years until the sun explodes, but like, we, you know, we evolved, what, 250,000, 300,000 years ago? That's not that much time in the grand scheme of things. Sure. We could, in theory, evolve to like that next step. Granted, we don't blow each other up. To have a a further understanding of like how the world works and I think it could be technologically enhanced or even pushed in that direction with like oh I, I'm CRISPR technology I think what we're doing genetically is yeah, like CRISPR is crazy it's fucking unbelievable yeah like, we're gonna be able to make a person that for any need really you know what I mean I can foresee some kind of weird future if money and aggression and government are allowed to take control of that shit where it's like a multi-tiered caste system of genetically engineered people to do certain things, you know, which will be terrifying. But, uh, you know, that, that could be our lifetime. Who the fuck knows? But that, but that brings me back to this whole idea of consciousness, too, where it's like, okay, like, let's say we, we engineer a human with a brain. That person is going to have some form of consciousness, right? So it's like the classic question of like, oh, okay, well, where did it come from, right? And I think that my only answer really is that it's either it's it's everywhere or every living cell has it because i don't see huh. how it could exist any other way because it's what like about an ai uh, whether or not that has consciousness yeah. i i i don't i don't know i would i would argue i could argue yes but like so my thought like i haven't quite sorted that out as much as i've sorted out other stuff at least in, in my mind yeah whereas like so we obviously we we obviously have a consciousness, right? I can look at my dog and be like, a dog has a consciousness, it likes doing things, it decides where to run the house or whatever. Sure. As, you know, and then you just keep going down the line. You're like, okay, well, what about a mouse? You're like, okay, yeah, probably it figures out mazes or like a worm or smaller and down to like, you're like, if we're not cutting it off at humans, then like everything has it. Sure. I think even down to microbes because if we evolved from microbes like then where did it come from right so it's I've been trying to figure out like where it actually might be contained and, and, and I'll you know it's expressed in our brains through all of our neurons and our senses but like where might that be contained I, to me it's just your brain your consciousness is just your ability to perceive and assimilate data 
why? So, so, but why do I? Why do I feel like I am me? Then you know, like I'm a discrete thing. Now we get into the you. pattern. This is that book I'm writing. Uh huh. I think every person's identity is based on essentially the inability to answer those three questions I was talking about: what is time, what is life, what is death. Mm-hmm. And then there have been six kind of ideas formed by humanity throughout its existence, which are God, government, money, love, science, and art. And you're presented with those ideas at various stages in your life. The first one you're presented with, I mean, incoherently, is art, because you hear your own and your mother's heartbeat. Mm -hmm. The first thing you ever hear is a fucking rhythmic beat music. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, very quickly, you're you're presented with all other forms of art, the main one being language. You have to have a grasp of language in order to have any other idea communicated to you, which obviously language is a fucking art. Uh, a song in itself, you know, each different language. But So you're presented with all these fucking ideas then. Once you grasp language, your parents start to tell you which god you're going to worship and how you're going to worship it, which fucking country is the best one because you live in it, and here's what you got to stand up and say the Pledge of Allegiance. They start giving you ritualized behaviors to reinforce the stance on the idea, so on and so forth. And as you kind of... Uh, are exposed to more and more of these ideas, each one takes hold of you in some way, as well as the stances that you're supposed to have on that idea and the behaviors that go along with it. And then cut to your whatever fucking age you are, and you've had however many ideas presented to you, along with the stances you're supposed to have, which you either accept or reject. And that makes you down to your last fucking behavior, down to spitting in that cup. Mm-hmm. At some point when you were a fucking kid, there was something put in you that was like a competitive nature that was like, yeah, all right, fuck it, tell me I can't <laughs> do something. I'll fucking do it. Yeah. And that made you fucking do this behavior that's against your prior programming. But all of it is programmed, you know? It's just a measure of like which one of the stances on which idea holds more weight in your kind of general pattern of ideas that guide your reality. And that really is all your identity is, I feel like, is your view of reality, you know? But it's, all, it's, it's also the experience that I'm, I'm having. Like, I'm discreet yeah. from you. I'm not having your experience. Of course, and that's ideas. Every experience you're having is like you're absorbing the data through your own perception, your tool's perception. Your eyes see differently than mine do. You smell differently than I do here. All that kind of shit. We all are unique in that regard to some degree. Like, no two people believe in the same God, for example. Mm-hmm. Even the most devout Christians of the exact same sect, mm-hmm. in their mind, the, the image of that god has to be slightly different. That's great. Very good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and for that reason, like, none of us exist in the same reality. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. We all have at least a very slightly different one. Even as we're sitting here having, like, a shared experience. I'm colorblind, so, like, the shit I'm seeing, okay. I don't know if you are. Yeah. Uh, it's not the same as what you're seeing. <laughs> sure. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and in that, that regard, it does form, I think, what our identities are and our, our views of reality. But ultimately, that's all it is when you're saying, like, I'm a Republican, I'm a Democrat. That just means you've been presented with the two-party oh, yeah, system yeah, yeah. as an idea of government, you've accepted it, and you've chosen to express your acceptance through one party or the other, and that means you'll now engage in certain behaviors. Shit-talking Trump, voting this way, whatever, you know. Yeah, but I guess I'm wondering, like, why, why even have... An experience, like why not? If you're saying this is like my my actions are predetermined or a result of programming, why am I experiencing them? Why why am I not essentially a robot just operating through life and just doing things? I believe you are. I believe we all are. But but we have experiences of it. Like I'm I'm experiencing it, and I'm conscious of the things that are occurring. Sure. So why why that aspect of it? To me, that's the illusion of free will. The illusion of like. Oh, this is a, a great thing, or I'm learning. Well, why do we have it? Like, why do I have a conscious experience? 
to live. That's how animals have evolved. It's, so it's, it's an evolution. Look what it's given us. But then, so does it not affect things? Does it not affect something in, in an evolutionary standpoint to be beneficial? Like, like so someone who's literally a, a biolo- biological robot operating... Uh, was not as successful in procreating as someone who had a, a sentient, conscious reality, right? Um, yeah, well, I mean, ultimately, I think what you're talking about is, like, at some point, we were closer to the worm than we were to the human, where we're just fucking literally doing only reactive behaviors. And then as our brains started to evolve and we became more, like, kind of psychologically adept we started to have the ability to form abstract ideas. And as a result, we could sit around and ponder shit. And so you could attack a problem, not by being like, fuck, I gotta get out of here. It would be like, all right, that fucking saber-toothed tiger. I mean, this is a wrong example, but you know what I mean. It's like that motherfucker comes around every day at noon. He's always here looking for food every day at noon. Well, next time that motherfucker comes, I'm gonna be ready for him. And you start to predict, and then even manipulate, which is the highest level of psychology on planet Earth, in terms of psychological behavior. You engage in behaviors in order to manipulate the behavior of other entities. Sure. Um, which could be killing at the most rudimentary level. But those experiences that we have, they, they kind of guide the creation of your own identity and your stances on all these fucking ideas, which ultimately guide your behavior. So if you're sitting there and you're like, I gotta kill this fucking saber-toothed tiger, well, what comes next? You now start to engage in a behavior that's going out, getting a stick, carving it into a spear, whatever the yeah, yeah, things yeah. are, you know? Um, and that, that has certainly been beneficial to humanity. But so, 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 but then making those decisions, like, w- would it be possible to think that the ability to make a decision based off your environment to, to aid in your survival is, a, is sort of the reason of consciousness? Like, whether or not to run or not when a saber-toothed tiger comes. For sure. I, I think the reason that we have, I mean, I don't want to say a highly evolved brain, but we have the most highly evolved brain on planet Earth of any animal mm-hmm. that we know of. Maybe there's some weird abyss shit living in the Marianas <laughs> Trench. I don't know, but... <laughs> We have it, and it's no coincidence that we live like this. We dominate the entire fucking planet. There is no species that comes close. In fact, we mass-produce other species simply to eat them for our own pleasure, unnecessarily, you know? Um, So, yeah, I I think how our brains have evolved is it's a direct result of how beneficial it is in terms of survival. It raises your abject level of comfort, uh, I mean, it could. We actually are putting a lot of people in misery yeah. as a result of it, but only because we have the ability to, with our brain, we can enslave people in one way or another, even though, in quotes, slavery doesn't exist in most first world nations. It's like, well, we have money. You can pretty much enslave anyone you want with that. Yeah. Um, as well as laws and all kinds of other shit. I don't I, know. I, I, I don't think, have to answer anything. No, no, totally. Because I think for me, it's like, you know, the idea of evolution has always been explained in like, oh, like this bird has wings like this, or like, yeah. you know, we we don't grow hair on our backs because it's a very physical thing. But I feel like I'm I'm coming to the understanding that all of our emotions, desires, like all of our internal aspects too, that like we sort of define us as us, can also be explained through evolution, like the idea of love and like you know attraction and like valuing. You know, someone in your life, there's an evolutionary benefit. Yeah, yeah. So, like, all of those things can be explained in my mind through biology. Me too. Even the idea of, like, the whole competitiveness of me spinning a cup, it's like that at some point 
being competitive has an evolutionary benefit Absolutely. from someone who's like rising to the challenge and like, well, fuck it, I'm gonna do it. There's a slight chance that that might, you know, uh, help help my DNA survive. Even forming relationships and having discussions like this, it's like, you know, all of those things can be explained through through evolution. I think, which is I 100% agree. Uh, you'll get no and, uh, and, and it's, well, I guess I guess the, the point is like even all of the things that even explaining all of the things that we typically use to define us as individuals as spirits as as like our feelings and emotions sure. like all of that shit is all and even consciousness is a function of evolution whereas I think you know the idea because I still I still think that I can sort of choose between two things you know I, I feel like I have that let me ask you why is it only two why was well, it the just, number you went to though no I'm just just because well because ultimately a lot of times there are only two this is binary pattern recognition yeah and I talk a lot about this in that book too. okay the human brain the, the first kind of evolution of a nervous system and a worm has this version of it was is this good is this bad yeah. Should I go this way or that yeah, way? Yeah, fight or There's flight. There's only right. ever two choices, right? Yeah. Fight yeah. or flight. Yeah. And that still is in our brain. Mm-hmm. It's why there's, you know, you don't really see brain. a sport where like three teams play each other at once. <laughs> yeah. It has never really been developed. Yeah. It's only two teams, yeah. winner and loser. Yeah. Two fucking political parties in America, winner and loser. Yeah. Even in other countries where they have multiple political parties, there are usually two main ones, mm-hmm. you know, with a bunch of like peripheral other ones or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that is pure bullshit. In my opinion, it's it's. Uh, Why is it bullshit if it's ingrained in our biology? Because it it's only fight or flight. We now live in a world where like there's no fight or flight going on here. It's a bunch of fucking people. Like look at that. There's a guy in a bowler hat. There's like you know just fucking <laughs> yeah. people in, eating lunch in a goddamn fancy hotel. We're we're at a point where we don't need that anymore. Yeah, but our brains are still two hundred fifty thousand years ago. Don't have to be. Well, they don't have to be, but they are. <laughs> Don't have to be. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> wish they weren't. You know. Yeah. I mean, I wish. I wish that we could evolve physically as fast as we've evolved culturally. Like, how amazing would that be? But I mean, we're, all, all people would have to do is just reject the shit. It's just ideas. If we all collectively, worldwide, said, "All right, religion not really working for us anymore," that's yeah. over. We would see but, a revolution in human ingenuity yes. and uh, taking massive steps forward technologically. It would be unfathomable. But do you not think that that's happening just not as fast as you're imagining with the idea of even like the internet? Like the internet creates this sure. commonplace of intelligence. Absolutely. I'm so much more profoundly intelligent about religion and ideas of things Everything. because of it. I so agree. it's like Wikipedia is like one of the greatest <laughs> gifts we've ever yeah, given ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Fast. Like I we're love it. going I love it. we're going in that direction, I think. I, I think people are understanding, you know, and, and understanding like the ideas behind a lot of these things faster than they ever would before. Absolutely. So like I think what you're describing is happening just not as fast as one might hope, I, I assume. But even that recognition, like you know, we're both sitting here saying, oh yeah, it's definitely happening. People are getting less religious. The people who are religious see that as a fucking attack. Like, no, we have to yeah, maintain yeah. our culture. Yeah. The adherence to, like, cultural values, I feel like is something that has held humanity back forever. Uh, I, I am personally for complete homogenization, dissolution of all culture. I, I think it's, um, like, yeah, there's benefit in, like, maintaining your heritage or whatever, if there even is. I, to me, it's just a holdback. It's it's like fuck it, man. It's in many cases cultures are like extremely discriminatory, yeah, extremely yeah. closed off. Yeah, and, super exclusive. Uh, 
or, 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 or yeah, just not yeah. There's 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 issues with it for sure. And, and the, just the idea of like people saying, "Well, that's how I was raised." That yeah. to me is never a that's good reason to do anything. Yeah, it's like yeah. oh, so you just never thought about it. You were raised that way. Your parents yeah. said, "Do this," and you continue to do it as an adult. Yeah, you've never questioned it once. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> you know, like for me, that's just that's bad. Yeah, it's insane. What do you what do you think? What do you think our world would be like if we all sort of just suddenly believed in science opposed to religion? Like, what do you think would happen? Well, you'd have fucking, what, I don't know, a couple trillion dollars funneled into scientific research instead of just going into pockets of the Pope and fucking Joel Osteen and whatever. So immediately, you've got uh, money and effort being pointed in the direction of scientific endeavors rather than fucking like hucksters just saying like God's gonna give you anything you give me God will give you back tenfold um, but even like culturally like how do you think people would change and treat each other differently or like or that kind of a change what do you think would happen well there's no Republican Party anymore um, you've got I think a much more liberal minded society which is good you have more personal freedoms and you also have, like, religion and science are always at odds because religion says, we know all the answers. Yeah. They're all God. Yeah. Science says, no, no, we don't know shit. We're going to keep trying to figure stuff out. That, to me, is good. Science is progressive. Religion is regressive in every case. Yeah. There, there is no argument to be made the other way. And... Uh, you know, do we want to progress or do we want to go back to the fucking dark ages? Yeah. Do we, would you rather have a Spanish Inquisition happen again or would you rather have immortality through technology? You can't have both, unfortunately. And I just don't, like, there's no real benefit to religion other than that kind of, like, self-soothing of, well, there's, there's meaning to this. And it's like, yeah, there is. Let's figure it out. That's what I feel like. And that's what, to me, science is. Uh, so, yeah, if it happened overnight... God, what a fucking weird day that next day would be. I mean, you would just see, like... I follow so many religious accounts on Twitter and shit. They would all be gone. <clears throat> you would have, like... Um, Your morning, like, chuckle at, at that world would be... Yeah, would imagine, like, nobody's disputing climate change. Yeah. We're now well, that's a full thing, steam yeah. ahead on trying to fix that shit. Maybe we can actually survive it. Yeah. All the technologies that have been, like... Like George Bush, when he fucking denounced stem cell. That was because of religion. Yeah. He used to call the head of the evangelical church every fucking Monday and have a two hour long conversation with them. Yeah. Ted Haggard. And he told him, I mean, it's just absurd. It's absurd. I mean, there would be like, you know, wars, like maybe we could fight over actual resources, but there's so many religiously driven wars that the religion always comes into it because there's always eye for an eye. Yeah. Like the, I really think like a lot of the approval that went along with however many fucking wars we were now in the Middle East a lot of it came from like indignant Christian right being like fuck those Muslims you know and then we launched into a war and it was like to some degree at least in the public opinion justified because that was a fucking Muslim killing us yeah terrible and stupid and like whatever how do you sorry no I was gonna I'm gonna just switch it a little bit yeah what do you think would happen if we found life outside of Earth, like how do you think culturally? Don't would get me started on this shit. <laughs> so, because I think it would have quite a profound effect. I would hope. I would hope. I don't know if you read the New York Times about um, okay. 
maybe a couple weeks before Christmas, mm-hmm. praise his holy name, Jesus Christ, the reason for the season. <laughs> About two weeks before it, there was an article in the New York Times where Senator Harry Reid mm-hmm. said that he had uh, funneled $22 million of taxpayer money into a secret black ops UFO research program. Okay. So New York Times article. In the article, there was an embedded video taken from a U.S. Air Force fighter pilot of a UFO outside his window, and uh-huh. he's talking about it with his the guy in the back seat. They're like, holy shit, do you see that? Oh, my God, what is that? And the air traffic control is like, we don't understand what that is, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You hear them talking about it. This was a video released in a New York Times article detailing a U.S. senator admitting that they funneled millions of dollars into one of several black ops UFO research things. Also in the article it says there are warehouses in Las Vegas that house materials recovered from UFOs. We're already there, dude, and no one gives a fuck. So that's what I think would happen. People don't care. UFOs are real. A U.S. senator has admitted publicly in the New York Times to fucking putting money into their research and that we have them in warehouses. No one gives a fuck. No one even thought it was real. Even now, your reaction to it is like, Come no, 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 no. What I was gonna, what I, what I, what I would say is that I think for the public, it can be explained in other ways, like just technology development or like governments doing secret weapon shit. It's not necessarily proof of life on other planets. You gotta have a fucking little gray man come out of a spaceship. Well, no, or even, or or even like the idea, like finding like. Like, we go to Mars and we find signs of life on Mars. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that kind of a thing. I I, I mean, I, I think that that... And, 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 and when I say finding it, I also mean, like, it being, like, press around the world. Not so like, a fully accepted uh, aliens exist. Yeah. And not, not even aliens. Not even aliens. More just life elsewhere. So, so, so to push the idea that, like... What we're doing here is not unique anymore. You know, like we, we, and, and I think my hope would that we would culturally look at us as one, and then now them out there are, yeah. are the others. So we, it would, in some theory, we could see we would would bring us together in theory. <laughs> but I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I've had the exact same hope, and I don't know. I don't <laughs> think it would happen. I think it would cause more strife. Because there are religions that are going to be at odds with just the very premise. Well, religions. Well, I feel like some, like some, like the Pope or somebody, like came out about the idea of finding life somewhere else, and they sort of like explained it a little, like, oh, it's okay, like if that happens there. Yeah, they would. I think they'd try to fold it in, but there'd have to yeah. be a new chapter written in the Bible to explain that shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? So, and at some point, the the draw of religion, like the reason it still kind of works, is because it's dogma that is never really been disproven and so once science starts uncovering things that are like well remember that thing you said about like whatever yeah nope that's not how this is how weather works it's not a god throwing lightning bolts from fucking Mount Olympus anymore here's how lightning works well Zeus now can't exist yeah we've disproven Zeus so now there are these uh, monotheistic gods who are just like in quotes all powerful and they're watching everything but they're all described in these very nebulous terms so I feel like if uh, aliens were proven to be real 
all those gods would have something to say about it. You know what I mean? Of course, yeah. I, I mean, it's not like, you know, religion wouldn't just go away. I mean, th- there's millions of dollars, if you said, you know, behind all these religions and, and, and a way of life for millions of people. That's not going to go away quickly or easily. Correct. But, I, but I, I just think that, like, I would hope that there would be a shift in perspective amongst a lot of people with the idea that, like, oh, yeah, we're here, but there's a million other people, things, whatever, out there. Like, just knowing, because right now we don't know. You know what I mean? There's no proof. We we already do know that there's a gigantic thing to go explore out there. Oh, we know I don't know. That, no, but most people know that. Yeah. It's it's even like popular science when they find a new Earth-like planet. There's like 200 fucking Earth-like planets that we know of right now. Some are close enough that we could get to them if we launched a real endeavor. Yeah. You know? At least with like an unmanned fucking craft. <laughs> and we're not doing it. Well, I think it takes, even at the fastest ship in today's technology, it takes 70,000 years. To get to what? The next Earth-like planet? Proxima B, which yeah. orbits like Proxima four, Centauri, like four light years away or something like that. Yeah, seventy thousand years. All right, so get get on that technology. Let's <laughs> yeah. cut that in half. Yeah, let's still do it. Why not? Yeah, if we're going to be here seventy thousand years from now. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Maybe yeah. somebody meets us halfway. Like, why aren't we at least attempting these things? Because there is an idea in humanity's head that's like worthless. Earth's what we got. And meanwhile, it's like, well, not forever. We know that. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting. The human lifespan, I think, is, like, our biggest detriment. It's so short. Almost no one has foresight, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's a part of the problem. But, all, yeah, it's super short. And even, like, just, just culturally, like, looking at it from linear time, like, <clears throat> just culturally, it's like, you know, this whole world, like, this Christian world is, like, 2,000 years old. Even in human history, that's fucking nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, everything we know, and even the U.S., the U.S. is, what, 250 years old? Yep. Like, I often think about, been learning about, like, Egypt and ancient Rome, and even in ancient Rome, it's like, they were, you know, the Colosseum was operating for 500 years. Yeah. So it's like, people would go in there every day, they'd slaughter animals and people for hundreds of years, and, like, if you were someone that lived in that era, you'd be like, my dad did this, my grandfather, he's the grandfather. You got no Every, choice. Everybody has done this for all of time, as far as you can see. Correct. And you're like, and my next generation, my kids are going to do this. And it's like, that was the be all end all. You know what I mean? And like, to us in our world, they're like, oh, that was just like a blip on the map. Like, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. But it's like, for them, that was like how world worked forever for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it baffles me that the whole United States, like, can fit inside the time people were just killing each other in the Colosseum in Italy. Correct. It's nothing. I know. And look at what we've already done. Two atomic bombs dropped on fucking innocent people. Yeah. Maybe we're about to get ready to do an even more powerful one somewhere. It's kind of like, you know, when you look at it from that perspective, it's kind of like, that's the only outcome is we blow ourselves up. Look, I feel like making weapons of that level of destruction we're really never going to use them we're really never going to use one of them yeah. we're definitely one at least is just going to blow up in the silo or something some accident you know what yeah. I mean yeah. you know, we're, we're fucked like yeah. we're fucked I feel like or a biological weapon or just ignoring climate change for so long that it's like okay well now fucking like a million people are dying a Dude. year from whatever even now it's just like with the fires this year and the fucking mudslides it's just like the hurricanes it's like it's so far half of our country is like covered in ice right now yeah that's fucking insane yeah yeah and there's fires and mudslides yeah on this side on this coast you know and it's just like it's getting so crazy all the hurricanes i know and And it's only gonna get worse 
Yeah, I'm done. Thank you very much. I hate, I hate how it's always like, it's always like when it's happening and it's like not the right time to talk about it. Even around like the tragedies with like shootings and like yeah. the t- only time to talk about gun control is after a shooting. It's like, because otherwise we're going to forget about it and all these hurricanes are going to come and we're not going to fucking talk about it. Well, the gun control thing, though, is just money. So is the climate change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There are giant corporations that make fucking astounding amounts of money Mm -hmm. by selling fucking 100 guns to the, the... Like, everybody who buys guns, whatever that fucking stat is... Most gun owners, or what is it? The most guns are owned by people who own over four guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where they're making their money. People yeah. who are like getting ready for some war. Yeah. My dad, essentially, you know, it's, uh, and they can't have gun regulation because then they can't make their money. Yeah. And the oil companies can't have environmental regulation because then they can't make their fucking money. Yeah. And we're, well, again, what's the tipping point? I mean, money. annihilation, human death. Is, yeah, but it has to be like on some stranger scale. I mean, like that Las Vegas shooting guy—he killed fifty fucking people with a machine gun out of a fucking window at a casino. Yeah. What? That doesn't do it. Or Sandy Hook—they killed fucking Sandy kids. Hook. Sandy Hook was like—that was the point where I was like, "It's wow, it's never going to change. Never, never." Because there's nothing worse. Right. Than, what's worse that's going to make you? Honestly, do the thing that has to change is our appetite for guns. We have to stop buying them. Yeah. And then that will lessen the NRA's lobbying power because they yeah. won't have as much money. But that ain't going to happen because there's like... Thank you. There's a, a certain like... In terms of human psychology, once you adopt a stance on an idea, there are two ways to express it. The binary pattern, once again. Mm-hmm. You can either be supportive and celebratory of your own stance mm-hmm. or you can be antagonistic for an opposing stance mm-hmm. aka an asshole so that's mm-hmm. Trump winners and losers mm-hmm. and he'd rather make people be losers than become a winner you know yeah yeah. Um, and so with guns and many religious kind of uh, mindsets as well it is that antagonistic thing it's like fuck you I'll buy as many guns as I yeah. want fuck you I'll be Christian if I want fuck you and your Muslim shit mm-hmm. like uh, god who was that woman in Texas Right after Charlie Hebdo happened, she organized a uh, like an art show that mm-hmm. were paintings and drawings of Allah and okay. Muhammad. Do you remember this? No, I don't remember that. And two dudes drove up to it and were going to oh, fucking shoot people, yeah, and I think they even yeah, did yeah. fire into. Wait, the this is like in Texas or some shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it was yeah. just a fuck you. It was. Yeah. She organized that just to be like, fuck you. I'll yeah. do what I want. Yeah. Fuck your religion. And it's like, while I don't agree with killing people over drawing cartoons and shit, obviously, I also don't agree with like. Why do that? What's the fucking point of that? Just to instill outrage, just to make people mad? Yeah. Yeah. We should not be doing that. Like, fine, if if somebody doesn't want you to fucking call their god an idiot, why would you do it? Who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? Like, I don't believe their god even exists. Do I have to... I don't need to fucking draw pictures and call it a piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, I believe that, but, like, I don't care enough to be like, fuck you, your god's a stupid piece of shit. And that... Like antagonism, that fucking tearing down of someone else's viewpoint. No, I think I think I'm good. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Um, To me, that's like a big part of where we're at, you know, culturally, as not only Americans but as just humanity in general. There's this fucking strong idea, this strong response that's just like a fuck you and it's internet trolling it's like mm-hmm. there's a guy that I follow called Mark Dice mm-hmm. on Twitter who's a fucking horrible piece of shit uh-huh. uh, just lives to be an asshole and obviously is like a conservative fucking Trump supporter or whatever and he tweeted out this thing that was like um, 
I forget exactly what it was in reference to, but it essentially said, I love watching libtards cry over blah, blah, blah. And it was just like, that's it. He derives pleasure from the annoyance of these other fucking people or, you know, disrupting their day or, like, causing them discomfort in some way. That's just an asshole. And I think we've seen kind of the rise of the asshole in contemporary pop culture Mm -hmm. as, like, a thing to aspire to. Yeah. Fuck you. I'm doing what I want, and I hope it pisses you off. Yeah. Why? Why are we doing that? Yeah. Thank you. I think that, like, culturally... I gotta do... No, no, I got As it. a thank you, please. No, no, please. I asked you to go to lunch. <clears throat> but that's how this works. I get asked to do a futility of life, <laughs> and then we do it, and my contribution to it is your lunch. Well, well thank you. At the very least. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Um, fuck, I lost my train of thought. We were talking about assholes. Donald Trump. Mark Dice. <laughs> uh... It's like troll culture, you know? I, oh, yeah, yeah, This I was going to say. is I think that, like, you know, our culture as Americans and even as humans across the world, I, I think, is in conflict with our biology. And For like sure. We operate. Absolutely. And yeah. that's, like, that, the, the craziest fucking shit uh, comes out of that dissonance in between how one must live in this culture and, like, how we truly feel like we should be living. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not normal to... Thanks. It's not normal to want to post up and shoot a crowd out of a out of a building, you know what I mean? And, like, yes, maybe some mental issues or whatever the fuck, but I feel like most people just, like... Like, you can create your own mental issues by being in dissonance with your own self and, like, what you're doing sure. in your life. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And I think that a lot of those things aren't necessarily biochemical they're just like people struggling living in a culture that's fucked up you know well certainly a culture that is like that troll culture fuck you yeah i hope you get pissed off and that's with any but is it troll it's not troll culture because it's like we it's just us because we made that troll you know what i mean oh for sure (laughs) when i say troll culture i just mean that attitude that's an expression of like what it is it's been around since the dawn of fucking humanity yeah look at any religion that fucking murders gay people which is half the fucking world at this point you know still that's a fuck you i'm gonna do what i want not only do i hope you thank you thank you not only do i hope my view of the world and religion pisses you off i'm going to kill you because it differs from mine terrible i mean absolutely terrible and we really have to get to a point where we're accepting of everybody where there's zero discrimination even if there's one person who identifies as one thing and they're the only one in the world who's whatever that is gender sexuality race whatever the fuck that person has to be treated exactly equal to everyone else yeah with the same legitimacy yeah and i that idea to me like how that's not yet accepted <laughs> that that blows my mind is fucking crazy that blows my mind. like in a country as big and fucking rich in resources this one yeah it's like we don't have any fucking issues with resources like i mean sure yeah there's there's well, there's hunger issues here and there and there's other issues right but it's like generally like we're all pretty fucking fine but like th- that's the thing with the whole idea with like with gay marriage it's like if you don't approve, then don't get one. Like, why do you feel compelled to, like, stop someone else doing whatever legal binding thing that they want to do or what they want to do in their That's free time? That's shit. It really is just, yeah. like, indignation. Self-righteous indignation. Yeah. Because what it does, unfortunately, that thing I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. the pattern of your ideas and stances on them and the behaviors that they guide form your idea of reality. And if someone else is behaving in a way that is antithetical to the, the reality you've already created, mm-hmm. you have to fucking destroy it. Because it necessarily means that if it exists... Your idea of reality is not correct. 
yeah. and we all need it to be correct or we fucking don't feel very good you know yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's like if you can't accept those other things if you've been raised from a child like even somebody like Donald Trump I don't I can't really get pissed at him he can't help anything he's doing yeah, yeah he yeah. was created to be that guy yeah and now he's that guy he's, he's always been a piece of shit now he's just a piece of shit with power yeah but he had like his dad was a fucking racist piece of shit yeah who had I'm sure many similar ideas about like competition and win at all costs and fuck everyone else yeah and he's just doing it now it is unfortunate but you know Say la vie, I guess. I'm going to drink my fucking iced tea in the fourth season. I just kind of bitch about it on a podcast. That's yeah. all I can do. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I don't know, dude. What else up? You watching any good shows? Any good movies? Uh, I watch um, more movies. Yeah, I've been trying to watch all the screeners that I've been getting, which have been fun. I always like try to set time to do it, and I never fucking do it. But this year, I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch movies. God, I know. I have a stack of them, and I'm like, I really should watch this and this yeah. and this. No, I'm never doing it. Fuck it. Well, I watched I watch Molly's Game, which I thought was great. Oh, yeah. I want to see that one. That one was fantastic. And I saw Lady Bird 2 the other night, yeah. which was cool. I enjoyed that. I saw Blade Runner, which I thought was fucking horrible. Yeah. What, I, what, how about how it looked and sounded? Amazing. I know. Amazing. I know. But like, there's so much shit in there where I was like, it just didn't make sense. Like, I'm like, you didn't really think about this at all. I agree, dude. It was like, it was very similar to me. A similar cinematic experience as Tron Legacy. Mm-hmm. Fucking visually and the, the sound in Tron Legacy yeah. blew my fucking mind. Same thing in Blade Runner. But then like the acting of the story, I was just like, what? How Jared Leto is like... I just don't understand that. There's so many things that didn't make sense, and I like I was like ranting about this with friends, and like I think if you just sort of like skip past it and like got into the movie, you could enjoy it. But I was just like the whole time I'm like, this makes no fucking sense what anybody's doing. I agree. I kind of checked out of the plot. I had smoked a little before I went into seeing that movie, so I was just like sitting there in my chair, and those like super deep tones, like. Yeah. As the fucking ships are flying through or whatever. That and the real, like, there's a lot of very slow movement through mm-hmm. slow moving yeah, yeah, frames. Yeah, yeah. It just dulled me. <laughs> like, I uh-huh. put me in a fucking trance or something. Sure. I remember yeah. leaving that movie and just being like, did I just sleep for three hours? What the fuck happened to me? Yeah. It had, like, some weird effect. Yeah. See, I didn't watch that movie Stone, which I mistake. Yeah, see, because I was like, would I have liked that more? Yes. Probably. I was very yes. critical of yeah, like, sure. I should have, but I, I, I did not. Yeah, it's God. It just looks so cool. That dude's a really good visual director. What do you think of his other movies? Arrival, Sicario. Sicario, I'm not a fan at all of. Me neither. Um, Arrival, visually and yeah. sound wise, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. And an interesting premise, also. Yeah. yeah. The rest of it. Eh, yeah, it's, it's a so, problem. It's so weird. Like I like the pre- The premise is great. It's super interesting. Um, yeah, visually awesome, but like, I don't know, I just feel like I want to be a fan of Denis, but I'm just like, I think his execution is like, for me, just not, it's never on point for me. He needs, like, I don't know, there will be a script that comes along that does it right for him, I feel like, and he's going to do a movie that's like, a huge, crazy blockbuster. They all, they all are. <laughs> no, Blade Runner well, kind of tanked a little bit. The Arrival, yeah, Arrival like, is critically acclaimed, but it didn't make like hundreds of millions, did it? I don't know, but I mean, like, even, I think, like, like Blade Runner was still a success box office, not, like, a huge success, but, like, the movie cost $150 million, so, yeah. like, what bigger are you getting? <laughs> like, what, like, is he going to do a $200 million picture, you know? So, it's, like, he's yeah. kind of at the top, but I don't know. It's just, like, I, like, style, like, I don't know, just something about his execution just doesn't line up with the way I see things, huh. I guess. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, I feel like his biggest problems are... <laughs> 
unfortunately, dealing with characters and dialogue. <laughs> exactly. No, ex- that's exactly it. <laughs> it makes it hard to make yeah. a movie, I guess. But yeah, those big like you know sweeping wide shots of a fucking giant alien ship yeah, or whatever amazing. like he always does a lot of very symmetrical like dead on main character looking into the yeah. camera with like a circle or something behind their head sure. yeah those shots are Gorgeous. very Kubrick style and cool yeah um yeah, every frame in, in, in Blade Runner was a gorgeous frame. Dig still, and you're like, that looks amazing. I mean, a lot of that's Deacons, too. Like, Deacons is a fucking master. But, yeah, character and dialogue. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Yeah, I don't know. I do not know. I just saw Jumanji 2. Okay. Was that fun? Went into it expecting to have a good hate watch. Mm-hmm. Blown away. Oh, really? One of the funniest movies I've seen in, like, oh, five years. Yeah. Which I couldn't believe. I was like, wait a minute. Am I laughing at Jack Black and Kevin Hart? Yeah. What in the fuck is happening? <laughs> But yeah, they sure. were really fucking funny in it. Yeah. Uh, so was The Rock. But everybody in it was like really good. I thought. I feel like I yeah. So, sometimes it's like you just want that light movie that like you just like I'm not trying to analyze shit. Like yeah. make me laugh. Let me see some cool animals and I'm in. Like I'm sold. You know. For sure. I was even trying to analyze it though. I always go into <laughs> like every movie hardcore. Like I'm gonna fucking break this shit down. But it was like it was just well done. Tight script. Yeah. Fucking, yeah. You know. It was just well well done. That's amazing. Yeah. I was very pleasantly surprised by that one. Uh, shit, Ink Master just started back up. Very okay. excited about that. Sure. I watch almost, like, no TV. I need to, like... I, I think my problem is I, I too easily get sucked in. Mm. So, like, I could just watch seven hours of shows a day. You know what I mean? And, like... Yeah, dude. I probably watch, like, four or five hours of news a day. That's taking a big hit out of my media consumption. But, um... Yeah, I watch Ink Master Bachelors back in season now, which mm-hmm. I'm fucking super interested to watch that show as this is the first season post Weinstein and it's a horribly misogynistic show that upholds fucking you know like the most terrible versions of like traditional gender roles yeah yeah and uh, yeah that'll be interesting wait did they film it already they're filming it now they film it concurrently or they film it they filmed it like kind of while Weinstein was going on so it might not have changes uh, no, but I mean they're airing it now. So the editing, the edit, of it, yeah, know, they got to edit it. The way the document is presented, yeah. I'm looking at it really to see if there's a difference, and there has been a little bit. Mm-hmm. Usually, there's a. Uh, I mean, this is like only a true aficionado might notice these things, but uh-huh. it's a little more subdued in its um, kind of negative portrayal of certain types of women. Oh, okay. The show. Sure. Very usually they set up villainous characters yeah. Yeah, yeah. as they've done this season two. Yeah. But they're a little more subdued. Yeah. It's not as like a hard of an accusation like she's a horrible fucking person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've drawn that down okay. a little bit, which is interesting to me. I don't know if it's conscious or not, but it's happening. It has to be. It shit is so prevalent. They know they know if they if they strike a bad chord, they're gonna fucking hear it from everybody. So it's, I think it has to be. Dude, before this season came out. A producer, a PA, somebody was suing them for sexual harassment, saying right. that she was harassed on set. The uh, show came out and said, literally said, it's locker room talk. Literally <laughs> oh, really? used the phrase. Yeah. I was like, are you fucking kidding? Oh, wow. And it got no news. Yeah. And this was obviously way after fucking Trump sure. had used yeah. that same phrase. So I don't know. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you. But so, yeah, I'm curious to see where it fucking goes. So with four or five hours of news a day, watching Bachelor and a bunch of other shows, what's what's your what's your writing schedule like? Also every day. Okay. I usually wake up at like 9 or 10, go to the gym, and then in the afternoon I get back at like 1 or whatever. <clears throat> I'll write from maybe like 2 to 5, 6, 7, something in there, depending on what projects I have going on. 
and then uh, get into some TV. I'll also just have like news on in the background while I'm writing. Okay, it doesn't distract you, like. No. Yeah. I I need to have some other media always like on while I'm writing, while I'm doing anything really. Yeah, yeah. Some music or fucking. But do you find? Do you? Is it like it pulls your attention sometimes though? I guess when they're talking about a news story that you're into, right? Yeah, more often than not, I'll not be watching the TV. I'm just kind of listening to it as I'm writing. Okay. And if I hear something, I'll be like, what? And then I'll Google it. You know, it just serves as kind of like a constant ticker of what's happening. But doesn't that affect, that doesn't affect your efficiency in writing, do you think? I don't feel like it has. I think I'm getting more efficient. I'm able to do things now in my advanced age. (laughs) Uh, At least like keeping projects straight in my head and working on multiple ones simultaneously that I was not able to do when I was younger. Even like five years ago, I don't think I could do what I'm doing now. Sure. Yeah. In terms of like, currently I'm working on like two books, two TV shows, one movie that I'm actively writing, uh-huh. two others that I've written and I'm doing like some rewrites on for whatever. Sure. Uh, and I'm thinking of like constantly weird art projects, <laughs> doing yeah. me, bachelor memes, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just like, I'm always looking for ways to uh, increase my output artistically. Yeah, of course. So that eventually what I'd love to be able to do is get to a point where I don't ever sleep mm-hmm. and I'm just constantly making shit. Yeah. And then I die. Cheers. <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad. That's not a bad uh, goal to have, you know. Making, I mean, fuck, it's all I've ever wanted to do uh, since I've been a tiny kid is make some kind of art, always. Yeah. And the more I can do of it, the happier I am. I feel like, you know. Yeah, that's the thing I found earlier too. For me, it was like, you know, I would always it'd be like Saturday night, and like I would much prefer to stay home and like edit videos and like make my own shit than to like go with my friends. And I always found it more rewarding to be making shit. Me too. Sure. I mean, so if I do the 24 hours a day, then fucking great. I would love it, man. I, there's, you know, I don't know how many fucking ideas. I got like a little document where I type my ideas into <clears throat> in my phone that's up to like 100 plus pages at this point. And yeah. these ideas can be anything from like a line of dialogue or just like a fucking weird character all the way to like a, you know, two or three page pretty fleshed out idea for a movie or a book or whatever. Uh, so again, that document's over 100 pages at this point. Yeah. I couldn't do everything that's in that document I couldn't do in my lifetime now sure I'm adding about a page a week to that fucking yeah. document you know what I mean yeah. so it's just it's a lost fucking cause but the ones that like kind of bubble to the surface as being crucially interesting to me mm-hmm. I'll fucking you know get them off the plate but I would like to get to a point where I can get through as much of that document as possible yeah because they're all ideas that interest me yeah 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 I'm fucking know. and then there's the question of money also like, you take on some projects because you're like, oh, fuck, all right. Yeah. I'm not, like, totally interested in this, but it is set up well. Like, it has this production company or this actor or whatever. Something attached to it that you're like, that has a good chance of getting on the air. Yeah. And if it can stay on the air, I'm rich, <laughs> you know? Yeah, totally. Uh, and we're all in it for that fucking sweet money. Yeah. Ugh. But, I mean, I don't think that that's a bad thing. It's just, like, you know, it's, like, that doing that shit that you might not 100% want to do to get a paycheck will enable you to actually do the shit that you want to do. So it's just kind of, yeah. like... Yeah, but, I mean, that's ultimately what we're all looking for is freedom from money. Yeah. And you have to do shit that you don't want to do for money initially. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Or not always. Some people are, like, born rich or the first sure. thing they do out of yeah, the yeah, gate yeah. is yeah. a fucking huge success or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But, um... 90... 99% of us, right, yeah. have, to, have to deal with it. Yeah, it's, it's strange. I always am very curious about um, child actors who experience success 
at a young age and then continue, like Natalie Portman, stuff mm-hmm. like that. I, I, I would love to be able to sit down with her and ask her about her own psychology, how that's sure. fucking shaped her throughout her life. Because she's obviously very smart, went to Harvard, all that kind of mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. But um, to never really have that moment where you're like, I tried, this didn't work, I gotta try again. Yeah. She just never had that. No, but she's an anomaly too. I feel like the vast majority of people get fucked up. Yeah, a little bit. Jennifer Lawrence never did. Uh, the Olsen twins never did. They were fucking billionaires by the time they were like 10 or some shit. No, well, yeah, but they got fucked up. I mean, like, I mean, Do like. They? They're doing a fashion, they do whatever they want. Creatively, whatever they want. Uh, they I just, always have. Their I just, entire lives. I just mean more, more uh, like, like how you said uh, Natalie Portman's sort of like she's smart and she's navigated her life well. I feel like people haven't had that success of like maintaining a quote unquote yeah, yeah. normal. Sure, some people life. fuck up. Some yeah. people get early success. And like then there was they a period with, with the Olsen twins, I think, where they were like out partying, doing drugs all the time, and 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 their success was not certain at that point. You know, like they got it together. Wasn't it though? I, I thought they were because they had so. like a. Um, Post Full House, they did a, a massive series of straight-to-video like movies okay. when they were kids as sure. twins um, that were maybe put out by Disney. I don't know who made them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they just put them out themselves. They were billionaires by the time they were like 12 or 13. Were they? I think so. Or at least worth hundreds of millions. I kind of, I mean, I mean, maybe I'm getting it wrong. I kind of remember a time. Yeah, I kind of remember a time where there was like, they were like partying and like rail thin. At what age were the Olsen twins billionaires? Yeah, they were like rail thin partying and it was just like, it was bad for them. Here are some results from the web. Okay, this is a Newsweek article. Uh, from 2011 Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen America's Next Billionaires so I mean an endless stream of straight to video tween movies inspecting blah 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 it just says they're in their adolescence so yeah in their teens oh the Olsons who will be 25 in June blah 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 so by the time they were 25 they were billionaires which means right. they had a couple hundred million. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I, you know, they and they were infants on fucking Full House. Sure, yeah. Uh, all of these, the Kardashian next generation, oh, yeah. Kylie and Kendall. Yeah. Ne- they've never had to do anything they didn't want to do. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that to me is like that's an interesting life to have full uh, ability to express yourself creatively in any way you want and never fail. Do you think that that fosters creativity though? Yeah. Do you think, do you, do for you, sure. Kim Kardashian is, I, I honestly believe Kim Kardashian is kind of like the Andy Warhol of this generation. She has made fame uh, an art. It's a medium now. Sure. The selfie, for example, you know, I remember reading some article. I don't think it was Kim Kardashian. It was maybe Kylie or Kendall talked about how she takes 500 selfies before she puts one on mm-hmm. her Instagram. Uh-huh. That's fucking dedication to an art. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure. She's really, yeah curating that and yeah. really like looking at the aesthetic of it and all that shit yeah. it, to me it's like emerging art forms in internet culture are as important as anything else memes as art I mean yeah. fuck that's amazing yeah. it, it's yeah, like yeah. it's a new thing that hasn't really existed yeah. until now um, so to me like yes I, I think uh, being able to do anything you want creatively and it always succeeding gets us some of the most interesting art because it's sure. it's just straight from the head to the fucking to whatever the medium is page internet whatever um, that shit fascinates me 
because it's so unfiltered. There's not like a corporation or a, anyone else giving you notes on it. Mm-hmm. It's like true artistic expression, which you don't really get much ever, to be honest, in anything. <clears throat> so you're saying Kim Kardashian is true artistic expression <laughs> in some form. She's you know, made herself a fucking art piece. Yeah, it, it's astounding. It's astounding the the career that she. And that's the thing too, because people hate on her all the time. But I'm like, she did something right. I mean, it's like she took a sex tape and is now a billionaire. Yeah. It's like, yes, people harp on her for not being talented, but the the thousands of steps it takes to get there is like you're figuring some shit out. You're doing what you can. For sure. You know, it's she's, not traditional, but yeah, she's it. at least good at business and stuff. But she has revolutionized the entire cultural aesthetic of yeah. the world. Yeah. That's extremely rare. Almost no one ever does that. I, I would I would say, I, I would agree because it's like, you know, I don't know how many people on Instagram just are look like mini Kim Kardashians. Like, that's, I mean, maybe that's happened. Like, if Instagram was around when Marilyn Monroe was huge, maybe we would have seen the same thing. Yeah, I don't know, sure. you know? Yeah. Who knows what Instagram would have done or the internet in prior fucking generational periods, but... I don't know. I really like Kim Kardashian and just internet culture in general is interesting to me because I I think we are... The internet is a world we've created that kind of exists on top of the physical world Mm -hmm. and we're going into that world. That's where we're going to be living. It's where more... I mean, fuck, dude. This is the longest I have not looked at a screen. We've been sitting here for whatever, an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. This entire day. For sure, the entire day. But like... I almost don't have this much time where I don't look at a screen ever. Well, yeah, because the other thing too is like for me, my social interactions are on the fucking phone. It's like the last time I had lunch with a friend was like, I don't fucking know. Like it happens, but not in between the 500 times I'm talking to friends on my phone. So like, yeah, same for me. It's like, I don't go this long without. But I mean, this is like, we have purposefully chosen to sit down and have this conversation. Yeah. If you were out to lunch with a friend, you'd still be looking at your phone and shit. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, you wake up. Let's say that you ha- you sleep fucking eight hours a day or, or whatever. Let's say that you've got roughly 16 hours, mm-hmm. between 13 and 16 hours that you're awake. Yeah. 13 if it's a good day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would say, you know, most of that time is spent, at least for me... And I have to imagine I'm not unique mm-hmm. looking at a screen. Oh, yeah. So it's just what's on that screen. Yeah. Is it work I'm doing? Yeah. Is it a TV show I'm watching? Yeah. Is it, you know, Instagram? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Am I fucking texting with friends? It really is just about uh, allocating time for what you want to be on that fucking screen. Mm-hmm. And that's the world we're living in. We all want to be in the fucking screen. Yeah. And we're yeah. getting there, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's... Oh, fuck. Virtual reality is getting really good. Augmented reality is getting really good. Have you done some of the, like, the yeah. vibe the, the vibe and shit? Yeah. Shit blew my fucking it's great. mind. It's only getting better. Dude, I went to Salt Lake City to do this Ghostbusters experience. I, I did it in did uh, it? Toronto, yeah. Dude, how fucking insane Fantastic. was that? It's unbelievable. That where I was like... I, it was interesting. It's interesting how quickly your brain like convinces you it's real like emotionally yeah. like, I know this is fake I, I know I'm in a thing and I can see pixels but I feel like I'm fucking there and when I felt that I was like well, I'm sold well dude that the thing they did I don't know if they had this one in Salt Lake City but in Toronto they the virtual reality like room you're in matched up exactly oh, yeah, yeah. real doors yeah, with the doors and the elevator and you go shoot the marshmallow man yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, as yeah, you're yeah. walking through it you reach yeah. out to grab yeah. a door in virtual reality and there's really a door there yeah that was fucking dude amazing. that was a huge so cool. trip and just like 
and then the way they integrated it with like going in the elevator and yeah. it, like it shook so and then good. the ground was different ground so you like tangibly feel the metal flex and like yeah. the wind and then you're did you went in with a was it a friend or just a random person no we went in with a group of uh there are four of us that are like my but, girlfriend and two of her sure friends. so it's like you're hearing their voice you see an avatar yeah. but like they're talking like and even moving like them too it's like i can see your whole body move like it was so yes crazy and now though it, i mean we already it's so fucking weird to me whether we're in a simulation or not like we're in a each of us living in our own virtual reality oh yeah and yeah, you yeah, present yeah. a fucking avatar anyway <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what i mean yeah. you choose what you look like to some degree yeah what clothes you fucking wear how your yeah. hair is done all that kind of shit how you speak what you say all these things choose in quotes but um you know it's not that different we're just yeah. we're elevating the ability to really be whatever or augmented reality style I choose what you yeah. look like yeah I put on my fucking glasses yeah, yeah. and you're an orc or a yeah. night elf or yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever fucking fantastical realm I want to sure. live in yeah that to me is like is really where some interesting interesting shit's gonna happen like um you know, being able to watch, if you watch football or baseball or whatever, and you can put a fucking skin over the players as they're playing yeah. to make them look like whatever you want. Yeah. yeah that yeah. is fucking fascinating to me. Yeah. I think we're going to see that very soon. Yeah, I mean, that technology, I think, is not that that crazy. Because, like, the idea that you can wear a pair of goggles, it's, you know, and it has cameras outside, and it's projecting inside with, like, motion sensors. So when you look around, it's scanning, and it's replicating whatever you're looking at. Yeah. You could, in theory, walk around all day and, like, interact with the world, but you're just wearing these fucking screens, and it could be doing all sorts of shit. You can have that skin over everything. That technology is essentially here, I know. but just like quality is like maybe, but that's easy to fix. We're going 2K, 4K, 8K. It's yeah. like we're getting there. I know. In our in our. I was buying my first 4K TV, and I'm like, this is going to be like five grand. <laughs> and I looked on Best Buy, like a 55 inch is seven hundred dollars. Yeah, I was dude. just like, wait, what? Yeah. Like it's that fast? Yeah. Didn't this shit just come out a year yeah. ago? Yeah. It's fucking crazy, man. Yeah. I'm into it's, that, it's, though. it's happening. But I, th- I think you know, it's interesting. I think that in our lives the progress and the steps towards which you're ultimately talking about that might really be further is is we're going to make huge leaps and bounds in kind of a short amount of time because I think that like the whole VR thing like you know going into that environment like I think it's like the idea of like when chat rooms first came out yeah. like like uh, MSN and ICQ and all that kind of shit like we would just go and talk to these people online I think that there's going to be a, a revisit to that in avatar worlds where like I put on a fucking helmet and I'm in a little space and someone else goes and we just hang out in whatever world like oh do you want to go here do you want to go there we can change it to, we can be in a jungle together and have a discussion with someone absolutely And but it, it's going to be so much more like reality where we can walk around and we look around and interact with shit Dude, and, like, I wrote a whole TV show out. about it for TBS that they never made called 2037 oh really it was about a guy who is dating in the year 2037 uh-huh. and they have an algorithm that tells you who your most compatible match is and everyone uses the algorithm because it's 100% right Right. Sure. So in the pilot, the guy comes home and his girlfriend's like, hey, I know we said we weren't going to use the algorithm, but I got curious and I'm dumping you. I've met this oh, guy. Sure, yeah. And so then it's about what is that world in 2037 like? And he finds out that his most compatible girl on the planet, 100% match, which is rare, mm-hmm. uh, lives in Australia and is already married to some other guy who's like a 99.4. And he's like, oh, that fucking sucks, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's like the shittier version, slightly shittier version of him. But uh-huh. the, him and this girl start hanging out in virtual reality spaces. Okay, sure. And so that's how they start kind of like dating it's like hey where you want to meet up Eiffel Tower cool yeah, so they're yeah. both like sitting on a park bench in an Eiffel Tower having a conversation with each other yeah. and they take off the fucking goggles and he's sitting on his shitty couch and yeah. wherever um, I think that's definitely right around the corner yeah that that's that that technology is here today it's just not as commonplace and, and uh, the quality is not quite there but it's enough to suppress 
you know, to, to have a visceral reaction in what you're doing. For sure. So, I mean, and some of the photorealistic show, like that Ghostbusters thing was mm. cartoony, like computer animated kind of stuff. But there are things that are shot with actual cameras that aren't fucking generated by computers. Yeah. That, like I, I remember doing one where you're walking on top of a Ferris wheel, like outside of the fucking box. You're walking huh. on the rail on top. Oh, wow. And you're like, it feels like you're on top of a fucking Ferris yeah. wheel. Yeah. Granted, yeah. it's not like 4K, it's not high def. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a, a, a photorealistic image. Yeah. Good enough. Yeah. I mean, fuck. That, yeah. it's, it's pretty intense. Um, looking very forward to all the video games that are going to come out around the. I have a weird idea for an augmented reality thing that I have no idea who to pitch it to, but it's called. Um, what the fuck was it called? Paintbrush or something? I forget what it's called. But the basic idea is we all have these augmented reality glasses, and it's just the world as you see it, nothing uh-huh. else. Uh-huh. And then you design a little logo, uh-huh. and anywhere you touch, uh-huh. that logo appears in a one-foot square box. Okay. Oh, it was called graffiti. Uh-huh. So you can just graffiti everything uh-huh. in your augmented reality world. Uh-huh. And once something is touched, mm-hmm. no one else can put anything there. So the okay. whole world is a blank canvas in the beginning. Uh-huh. And there's a database that just tracks it all. Uh-huh. And anywhere you go, you can see people's tags and shit. So obviously, like, higher up on buildings are going to be, like, prime real estate. Yeah, yeah. You can fucking tag shit in weird places that other uh-huh. people see, whatever. But I thought that was, like, an interesting, like, pretty easy-to-do idea. Sure, yeah. Somebody will do that. Yeah, that, that would be... It would very quickly just get full of garbage at, within hand, under six feet. Yeah, and then... <laughs> no. But you would have, like... Um, be some sort of Events, limit for like you know, things or whatever. You just erase something once sure. a month or yeah, whatever, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. just perpetuate it. Downtown Los Angeles is about to fucking get completely erased. Yeah, yeah. Next yeah. Friday at seven p.m. Yeah, and then you just so see everybody who plays the game out there, like, or whatever. You, there are a million fucking kind of like video game incentives that you could build into, but yeah, when you start getting into augmented reality, where you can really just play it out in the world, is a whole new fucking thing. Yes, I cannot wait. <laughs> I mean, you're doing it now with fucking Pokemon Go, right? <clears throat> to some degree, yeah. I don't really use the AR function anymore, but there was a game in that show that I invented called uh, Floton in that 2037 uh-huh. show that was an augmented reality game. And it was basically like t- any any number of people can play, but you need at least two. You put on your glasses and you wear a shirt mm-hmm. that has a QRC code in the chest. Uh-huh. And so you back up to whatever length you want your court to be, uh-huh. you touch your glasses, uh-huh. and a translucent box forms around you and the other person uh-huh. with walls at your back. And then in the middle, a little glowing ball rises up. Uh-huh. And the only thing that can touch that glowing ball is the QRC code on your chest. Okay. So you have to run up and like chest butt this ball uh-huh. and you're trying to get it to the other person's back wall to score a point. Okay. And that's the whole fucking game. So then how I wanted to shoot this was like the this guy and he's like, oh, I play in a rec Floton League. It's like kickball for hipsters in the future. So he invites this girl to come watch him and uh, she's like just sitting out on a fucking, you know, in the grass watching him play this game. Yeah. But she doesn't see any of the augmented reality shit. Okay. He sees in the glasses. Sure. She just sees two fucking idiots in t-shirts like jumping up like fucking fish flipping yeah, around yeah. <laughs> which I thought was funny <laughs> but shit like that's gonna start happening for sure you're gonna see people oh, yeah. engaging in augmented reality stuff that you can't see and just be like what but that's even with Pokemon because people are out there doing shit even though yeah. you're not using the augmented reality feature you're going there and you're doing shit like for sure that's sad you're at least still on your phone though there's gonna go because yeah. where like 
people are just wearing glasses and yeah. like gloves and like walking around <laughs> swatting the air, shit. you know? Yeah. And you're yeah. like, what the fuck is that guy doing? Oh, he's playing Pokemon Go. Yeah. But, or whatever. You know, I think I think we think that that's crazy, but like, remember when people first got ear, like Bluetooth headphones? You thought everybody in the world was crazy because they were walking around talking yeah. to themselves. You never saw it before. You're like, Correct. that person looks crazy. Then they're like, oh, they're on the phone. And I think it's going to, like, the idea of someone wearing goggles and running around swatting shit, you're like, oh, they're going to look fucking insane. And yeah, the first year, probably. But then after that, it's just going to be like, oh, yeah, that's just a guy doing Dude, something. wait till you pull up to a red light and look over and there's nobody in the fucking driver's seat. That's going to happen within the next year or two. Oh, yeah. That's fucking... I mean, yeah. It'll be a chilling, strange, like, <laughs> oh, dude, I guess yeah. we're here now. Yeah. Like, this yeah. is happening. Fuck. That's pretty crazy, but I don't know. There, yeah, there's definitely cool technology, like, right around the corner. And in the same stroke, there's fucking Donald Trump, president of the United States. It's fucking astounding to me. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess technology is like it's the one thing in human history that like doesn't go backwards really, ever. Yeah, um, okay, yeah, it can't. It can. It would have to be like a, a concerted effort by those who don't want it. But it can go backwards. Yeah, it would be a hard thing to steer that ship backwards. I think. I this novel that I'm writing currently has an attempt made by humanity to do it. An AI gets loosed in the internet and okay. essentially t- it sends everybody an email and is like, hi, I've read every piece of data that uh, exists uh-huh. and here's a utopia I want to give you. I know how humanity works. Uh-huh. You're doing it all wrong. I want to give you immortality, a heaven. You don't have to worry about money anymore, blah, 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 blah. And it's about the last people who refuse the offer, basically. Okay. It's like, look, you have free will and I know that's a big thing to you. Uh-huh. So I'll only do this for you if you want it. You have to say that you want it. As all of our gods have that built sure. into them. Yeah, yeah. And so there's some people who don't. They adhere to their dogmas. But, um... Fuck, I forgot why I was talking about this now. What were we just talking about prior to this? Uh, well, with... Oh, the technology yeah, going yeah, backwards. Yeah. So in it, one of the, like, kind of key plot points is the U.S. and a few other governments that are still on board with, like, the old way of doing shit. Most other first world nations have, like, given over all of their resources and shit to the AI <clears throat> at this point they decide they're going to turn off the internet and okay. attempt to like regress uh-huh. to a point where like this AI will have no domain over anything. Yeah, yeah. And it obviously doesn't work. But um, I think we could get to a point like that in contemporary human history where something happens in the internet. Mm-hmm. Like an, it would have to be an AI where something is vying to take control yeah, yeah, over yeah. like the systems that are in place. Yeah. <clears throat> and the world's just like, sorry, we got to shut down the internet. What about the whole thing? I mean, they touched on it in Blade Runner 2049 or whatever, where, like, oh, yeah, the blackout the thing. Whatever, yeah. Like, where just all data was fried. I mean, I guess that could be possible in some way, maybe? I don't know. Sure. And that, because imagine that, like, all records, all phones just stops. I mean, we'd be so fucked if all electronics... It, that would never happen, though, because there is so much power to be had in maintaining the last vestiges of that data. Mm-hmm. Some government would be like, we're destroying it all. And they would keep whatever the yeah. necessary data well, is. I, I don't think you could, you'd have to do it globally instantly. And there, I don't think there would be anything. Like, I can imagine sort of some sonic weapon to, to destroy all electronics within like a 500 mile radius. Sure. But then it's like, whatever, you know, all those hard drives are backed up on the cloud, which are in like Canada and New Zealand. And like, it would, it would have to happen globally at once. And I, I can't foresee that. I mean, maybe, but I don't... That's... Well, there could be some, like, cyber weapon created. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And inserted into the internet, internet that just fucking corrupts all data. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Done. Yeah, so I, could see, I could see that happening. <clears throat> and something so we'd have physical. to fucking restart or something. But it's like we're... 
you know, the, the internet we've created, that secondary world. Whoever controls the internet controls the world at this point because it controls more of our behavior than anything else. All of our money is in the internet, all of our gods, all of our governments, everything's in the internet now. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're really at a weird time where whatever countries exist, God, I hate fucking countries. I hate government. <laughs> I hate it all. Yeah. The structure of humanity is just so fucked. It's so dumb. Yeah. It's just so fucking inefficient. At any rate, they're all trying to control it, and I feel like... Uh, you know, Russia's winning that one, right? <laughs> it seems like Russia it. and China, I feel it like, are like, like it. the ones who have got it. I mean, like a control. new era with like a global power where U.S. is like not advancing and not leading the charge. The first time in a long fucking time. Well, the bad part about that is that we still globally have the biggest military by yeah. a magnitude of whatever, you know, sure. 10 times yeah. bigger than the next 10 countries combined, whatever yeah. they say. And that's actually the scariest thing. If we don't have control over the world economy and over the internet, but we do have the biggest fucking stick, yeah. then we're like the, the world's enemy. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Totally. We have to be dealt with at that yeah, point. Yeah. We have to be put in check yes. at that point. I'm, I'm just super fucking curious to see what happens with whoever the next president is. I know people are talking about Oprah, and I'm like, I guess. It, uh, Oprah would only be fitting, like, because it makes sense in American culture. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and only reality stars now. Yeah. Only TV people. Yeah, and that just seems so fucking American. But, like, even, like, how mad are, like, polit if Oprah gets elected? Like, I would be so pissed if I was a politician. I'm like, I dedicate my fucking life for this shit. And it's, like, just celebrities. Yeah. I mean, Oprah's got some good shit going for her. Don't get me wrong. I like her generally. But as a president, she, in my opinion, promotes, like some of the worst fucking ideas in terms of intellectualism that oh right she I'm not, I gave mean, us I, fucking Dr. Phil she gave us Dr. Oz yeah, yeah. she promoted them as like legitimate health professionals sure, yeah, yeah. Dr. Phil's not even a fucking doctor yeah. he's not a licensed psychologist oh really no he goes on these fucking shows and was like let me help you cure your addiction and then nope Makes it worse. Well, did you hear about the shit where they're like giving people booze in the back? Exactly. Ahead, Oprah nice. gave us some. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Oz, another one who like yeah. works in kind of quack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, medical shit, you know. And Oprah's all about like weird kind of spiritual shit and all that. And I'm like, can we just can we get once? Can we have a fucking like technophile atheist as a president? I'll take Zuckerberg over sure. anyone at this yeah, point. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's got his downfall. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, guy's not fucking great but um yeah i don't know I, i'm just curious i'm very curious to see what happens we're living in a very weird time of turmoil it was like quiet for a while i feel like you know yeah i feel like during you know obama was just like people hated him there was a bunch of drama there like the right obviously hated him but like yeah. crazy crazy shit wasn't happening it was all kind of just like we were okay yeah you know what i mean but that's no longer the case no, I know. It is no longer the case. <laughs> it is no longer the case. Every day there's some fucking crazy ass shit. Every day, I mean, like, <clears throat> I get up, I, I, I listen, I've been listening to this 10-minute uh, podcast, not the 10-minute podcast, but this thing called Morning Edition by NPR, so it's like 10 minutes of, like, news for the day, it'll give me a brief overview, and then I'll, like, Google the shit out of the things that I'm interested in, but, like, I, as soon as I'm up, I'm like, I play that, I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Every day, I'm like, can't believe the shit that's fucking happening. It's unreal, dude. It is really unreal. I'm, I'm definitely at the point where I think that piss tape is real. Like yeah. The hooker's uh -huh. pissing on Trump or whatever. Because nothing in that dossier has been disproven. And 
it just seems such a strange, specific thing to mention, you know? <laughs> yeah, it would in be like an, a very hard thing to lie about. Exactly. Why would you say that? You would just say, yeah. like, oh, he had hookers and he fucked them. That, that's bad enough. Correct. You know? Yeah, there's a tape that exists with yeah. Colin Truman hookers. Yeah. And they're pissing on him. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Why? How, how do you know that? Oh, because you've seen the tape and it exists. That's yeah. the only reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You wouldn't lie it's about just... that something so absurd. And so specific. It's like such a specific fetish. Yeah. You know? Um, and it, it's clearly like, it's like you're saying, it's beyond the scope of just saying he's morally questionable that he's having sex with prostitutes. Yeah. So this motherfucker's engaging in some water sports. Okay. <laughs> and, yeah. I mean, if we get to see that tape, I don't know. Oh, man. But somebody's seen it. Yeah. God damn. I hope that tape comes out. It's not me. <laughs> Hollywood made it up. It's fake news, fake tape. I mean, you know, I think it's sort of hard to tell because I think that some of his... He's obviously a prick and, like, a bully in his interactions, but it almost, like, having... Knowing that, like, there was collusion and knowing that this tape exists would explain some of his super, like, hard, like, aggressive behavior, even more so for yeah. him, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, well, the thing that's coming out now is that they just released the transcript of the... Uh, Fusion oh. GPS interview yeah, yeah, yeah. And in yeah. that They explicitly say The reason they went to the FBI Is because they feared He was being blackmailed mm-hmm. They explicitly say it Yeah, yeah. Um, And that piss tape Seems like a good piece of blackmail You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean Yeah Hey dude We're gonna release this fucking tape Of you getting pissed on By Russian hookers Unless you do everything we say Yeah Including getting rid of our sanctions Do this Do this Do yeah. this I'm telling you That piss tape Gotta be real It has to Fuck what a, I mean, what a fucking crazy era we're living in. There's a piss tape of the President of the United States who's a reality TV star fucking shit. I mean, oh it's, God. It's so insane. Like, I literally am like, what? Like, yeah. We just, like, broke off from the path. <laughs> it definitely, I think, is, like, crazy. the end of American democracy. It's the end of anybody taking the country seriously, you know? Oh, for sure. It's terrible. Yeah, I feel like we're laughing stock. And I don't know if that gets repaired ever. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you need someone good to repair it, and someone who like is respected amongst other nations. Absolutely. But who the fuck is that? Oprah. <laughs> yeah. Is it? I don't know. I don't know, dude. I'm just like, let's just, I'm just trying to get through this without having a fucking gigantic war. Is like my goal. Well, we already have one. We've been committed to what is it, Afghanistan or ah, war on American soil. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean. A civil war, I get yeah. it. Or a nuclear. That's civil. That's civil. Nuclear bomb. Just, or, yeah. Just don't, just Korea not bombing us. Well, I don't know. Now they're saying he's, Kim Jong-un is acquiescing, so. I don't fucking know. There's just so much to think about in terms of possible ends to humanity, or, like, ends tra- to the trajectory of humanity's progress. Oh, yeah. That fucking... It's just like, can't we just get there? We all see where we're headed. It's utopia. That's what we're trying to do here. Just fucking help us. Don't be the asshole who hurts us. That's all. You know? I don't get that. It's very hard for me to understand that um, rationale of, like, no, fuck everyone else. This is about me. Yeah. It's a strange thing, but it's just natural, I guess. We're all fucking animals. Yep. Oh, fucking no. Oh, what do we got? Oh no, we still got ten minutes oh. here before we hit the two-hour mark. Oh, all right. What else shall we discuss? Oh, fuck. Oh, I actually I wrote a bunch of shit down, but oh, let's do it. Fantastic. I feel like we probably talked a lot about it. 
Dude, like this whole year was like, I only started probably smoking weed like a year ago. Uh-huh. I did a job for a weed company and like I got into it. I was like, oh, let me just like experiment nice. with this, right? And so, but like the predominant thing I would do would just be like get stoned at home and like watch videos or like listen to Neil deGrasse Tyson and like ponder life like the stars. Yeah. I spent a lot of time thinking about it and I feel like... Dude, every Sunday... I smoke a fucking gigantic joint mm-hmm. and I go get an hour and a half deep tissue massage while I listen to like Theta Wave shit. Okay. And I just, I, I've really ritualized it. So like uh-huh. when I go in, I fucking take out my phone, I shut all my apps, kind yeah. of like shutting out the world and I turn on just that music. Yeah. But in my fucking headphones, I take off like my clothes, my shoes, I'm getting frozen when I die and I wear this little medical alert tag, I take that off. Uh-huh. I like ritualistically remove every element of my identity. And then just fucking lay on that table and fucking go to outer space and think about humanity, the nature of reality, projects I'm working on, whatever. Sure. It's fantastic. It's like my favorite thing I do every week. I consider it a form of like pretty deep psychological therapy. Yeah, fuck yeah. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah, I'm like, ah, we should try that. Highly recommended. I feel like we talked about most of this shit. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we talk about fucking TV or some shit. <laughs> yeah, what else is good on TV? We're we're living in peak TV right now. Five hundred shows currently in production in the United States of America. Wow, really? <clears throat> fucking insane, right? That is insane. Which yeah. means they're probably. I mean, they've got to be buying at least double that. Sometimes I'm like, who the fuck is watching all this shit? That's what I'm saying, dude. We're all on those screens for. However many fucking hours a day, you gotta have something on that screen, and everybody is, you can get anything on the screen. It doesn't really matter if it's like network TV or cable or fucking on demand or any of that shit anymore. So it's like, if you can pull together enough people to watch your fucking thing, and then it's just about, okay, well, we have 100,000 people who watch us every week, we can budget out X amount of dollars to make X amount of dollars in advertising. Yeah. It just becomes a fucking algorithm. Or how Netflix does it, you know? Yeah. Like that Bright movie, dude. Did you check that out? No, I haven't seen it. Oof. <laughs> it's a tough one. What? Uh, did, you know David Ayer, that guy who directed yeah, yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, So he directed it, and it was kind of touted as like uh, training day or end of watch-esque, sure. like gritty L.A. crime drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except... <clears throat> inexplicably they never really get into this like why this is the case but there are orcs and elves and fairies and shit in LA in the world as well okay so Will Smith's partner is an orc played by Joel Edgerton but he's like in a you know like makeup and shit he's like a fucking orc yeah um ah, fuck man it's just rough it's hard there's no like real plot it's a hard movie to get through sure but it premiered it's first weekend that it was available to watch. It got 11 million people to watch it. Oh, wow. Which is a comparable number to Stranger Things. Sure. Yeah, yeah, in quotes, yeah. opening weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they're going to make a sequel now. And this movie is universally panned. No one liked it. it. It's like, oh, no, it's the worst movie of 2018. Oh, wow. There's a sequel because it got a number. Eyes. The algorithm told them, like, yeah, make yeah, it, yeah. people will watch it, and yeah. it worked. Uh, that, to me, is really fucking interesting that, like, the, the media that is being made the choice to fund certain pieces is being done now by algorithms which yeah. I'm down with I think that's fucking cool <laughs> like, yeah, I'm in. Like, totally because yeah. it, it it circumnavigates that like there's a meaningless layer of development for all forms of art that is someone must say okay yeah someone must be like the idea you have artistically all right 
we've run the numbers and yeah. Yeah, we think we can fund it. But you got to now take our notes. Yeah. Netflix doesn't well, do that. Netflix is just like, yeah. oh, you have this actor and this writer and this director? Yeah. Okay, make it. Yeah. They don't really give you fucking notes. Yeah. They're just like, the components equal this well, many viewers. It's such love a it. different business model, which I think is so interesting because it's like, you know, with network TV, it's like, you have to have a, a win off the bat, like out yeah. of the get go, because it's like, know. there's so much fucking, there's just, there's just, there's such little margins and like so much advertising or whatever. It's like, you have to have a hit right off the bat. With Netflix, you can take the same budget and make 10 shows and eight are going to suck, but two will pop. And then it's like, then you're good. So it's like such a different yeah. model to make good shit. They're making, Netflix making a ton of garbage, but like, as long yeah. as they get a couple shows like Stranger Things to pop, then it's like, they're making money and they're it, good. it also allows the shows to have like a certain kind of like, it doesn't have to be a hit right out of the gate. You make the whole season mm-hmm. and it's on there. Mm-hmm. And then like slowly, like The Punisher, for example, it's a, a fine show. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting through it, but it's like, it's good enough that I can put it on at fucking 1 a.m. and be like, oh, this is good. And I know that that number, my viewership of it gets like assimilated. Huh. And uh, it didn't require it to be a fucking hit the weekend yeah. it came out. Yeah. Over the course of a year, it's built an audience yeah. who yeah. like slowly through word of mouth said, oh, I should check out the show. Yeah. I can binge it, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it gives a show a little bit of a time to find an audience. If there's anything worthwhile in it, start to hear about it. Or that show, The Dark, I think it's called. Sure. Yeah, that yeah. German one. A bunch of people have told me about that. Yeah, I have no yeah. idea what the fuck it is. It's been out yeah. for, I think, three or four months. Yeah. I might give it a try. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Network TV? You're done. Yeah, if you're, you're done. It doesn't exist anymore. You can't even fucking watch it. Three or yeah. four months, you're over. No, three or four episodes in like the canon yeah. if it's not. It's crazy. I did a network show a few years back and uh, <clears throat> it was like already bloated from the beginning. It had a bunch of executive producers on it. Mm-hmm. The budget for every episode was fucking astronomical. <laughs> and, you know, I'm just like, oh God, like going into this, <laughs> we have to pull a certain number that's like seemingly impossible sure, yeah. in, I think this was 2015 uh-huh. um, or 16 maybe virtually impossible to get that number for any show sure. that would make this budget worthwhile. So I was like, oh, well, whatever. So we go in, the first episode does like a little under what it is supposed, what we need it to be. Yeah. And I'm like, it's already fucking dead. They air a second episode. They fire our showrunner. Mm-hmm. They bring in another showrunner and they cancel the show before her first episode even airs. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. well, the, there was not even a chance given. Yeah. It was immediately done. Yeah. Um, Dude, I shot a whole season of a TV show it didn't it didn't air? What was it? Network? Uh, Any? What was the show? It was, man. It was. Uh, if you're allowed to it was, discuss. Well, it, we, it was. It was called Saints and Sinners. It's basically it was a reality show in New Orleans um, about Channing Tatum's buddy who ran the bar that he owns yeah. in New Orleans on Bourbon Street. Whose whose history uh, in business was being in the military and running strip clubs. So he's the guy running around New Orleans, and it's like it was cool. It's like Chan's older brother like watch over his younger brother, buddy, and it's like. It's just the world that he lives in out there is just crazy. So we went out there and we shot an entire season. And and one thing I found really interesting about that was like we're working with A and E and like the dynamic of their creative notes and all that kind of shit. You know, A and E's like an eight-story building in New York, and on the seventh floor in one corner is creative. The rest is advertising. So it's just like you're like, oh, it's really a business to sell advertising. It's not a business to make good TV. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then the whole process. The execs changed at A&E, and then we were having control because, like, you know, we couldn't put out garbage with Chan's name on it, and then uh, it just, they canceled it before the first one aired. It's quite annoying. <laughs> but they bought that whole thing. They paid for the whole it's season, dude. dude. They paid for the I whole mean, fucking season. 
I've made a career essentially for the past 10 years off of like selling TV shows that never get past pilot. So I'll get paid to write a script that like 12 people read and throw in the trash. It's been my job for like 10 years. It's fucking crazy, you know? And it's, I mean, I'll always feel this way, but I mean, some are better than others, but like some of these ones that I've done are fucking like really good, interesting TV shows, you know? And you're just like, well, that's dead for all time. Fuck it. Let me come up with another great idea that will never be made. And that's really, honestly, I feel like there's so many people doing that. There's, as I've just said, I've had a career off of it. There are other people who do too, you know, a lot of them. And that's the TV industry. It's very strange. I, I don't quite understand that. I never really will. Uh, all the money that's wasted on that. Like, I know how much my quote is for a script. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not at the top, I don't think. Yeah. Which is fucking like, that means there's some people making a fuckload of money oh, yeah. off of yeah. things that never get made, that people don't even read. Yeah. It's fucking crazy to me. Oh, Hollywood. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, but I mean, uh, fuck. I mean, whatever you got to do to, like, that's so much money there is. You know, it's like they can pay someone thousands and thousands of dollars to fucking write a script and then throw it out. Even the idea of, like, you know, studios, like, buying pictures that compete. Like, when Friday Night Lights came out, they bought every football script in Hollywood just to fucking bury it. Yeah. Like, that's insane. I know. You know? But, it is. But I guess as long as they pay you, slave to money, then you die, etc. <laughs> Uh, it really is that. I there's there's some piece of like creating TV shows that is just so fucking soul crushing because you come up with these ideas and you're like, fuck, this well, is fantastic. In the trash, I, I mean, I'm sure. Not even throwing the trash, but even like even before they get thrown in the trash, you conceive this thing in your head. You can at least for me, mm-hmm. I can see the entire episode. I can see the whole season. Mm-hmm. It's like very crystallized by the time I'm pitching it. The tone, the characters, all of that. Mm-hmm. So you come in, they're like, we love it, we're going to buy it. And then the first thing that happens is you get a fucking phone call. Yeah. It's like, so here are our notes. Yeah. Oh, okay, what do you want to change? Well, this character, we don't really like. They don't seem likable enough is a big one that you get. They want every character in every show to be absolutely likable and learn a lesson at the end of every episode. And it's like, well, I, I need an unlikable character because there has to be kind of a villain yeah. in the thing a little bit. you know. No, 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 but they need to be likable. So they start like fucking around with the... the the basic ideologies of the characters which fucks the entire tapestry up that you've woven of how all these characters interact then they'll yank a character out they'll want you to put another one in change the setting change the job change this change that as though all of these things are just like meaningless and arbitrary and so by the time you even get to the script by the time they're like okay yes write that you've now done a few outlines and gotten fucking notes on it and then by the time they commence you to get a script it's already a completely different show than the one you pitched and you're just like whatever it's just a paycheck you don't give a fuck about yeah. what you're writing yeah. and then you have to do a few more drafts of that script <laughs> that could change this way and that way yeah. and eventually almost invariably they'll want to put something back in from the first version of the pitch yeah. and you're just like you throw your hands up you're like you gotta yeah. be fucking kidding me yeah. it's terrible dude have you, de- have you developed for like Netflix and stuff? I've never worked at Netflix, no. Do you anticipate it being different than that experience? Yeah, I've had many friends tell me who have worked on their shows and yeah. stuff that it's vastly different. Yeah. I've read like interviews with, you know, like, uh, fuck, I don't know, just various creators who have done sure. these shows where they were like, yeah, they were pretty much hands off. We sold them the pitch, yeah, like, we thing. showed them an outline, and they were like, yeah, great, yeah. let's do a season. And then they just start fucking writing it, you know, which is, and, I mean, in my opinion, it's always how you get the best art. Is by oh, just like letting an artist kind of do its thing, yeah. Convey their vision uh, without too much by way of, of fucking it up. Well, but that's that's the benefit because like the stakes are lower. Like they could yeah. Netflix can fund a show that is shit, whereas network can't. You know what I mean? So like they have to network has to exert control. 
whereas Netflix can go, yeah, one out of the ten shows we find works, then we're good, right? Yeah. So I think, but I mean, that's the same as network. What? Most network shows fail, even the ones that they are real hands on with. Oh you know? yeah. <clears throat> so what? To me, it's like. Get rid of the <laughs> five or six people you have in middle management that you're paying $750,000 a year to. Yeah. You don't need them. Yeah. Have one or two people be like, we like this, we like this, we like this, we like this. Do those. You'll have the exact same success rate. And the shit that's really good will be culturally relevant because it's it's truly artistic. It's not like a fucking... Like Big Bang Theory, for example, is, I think, still the biggest sitcom on TV in terms of ratings. Okay, sure. Um, and prior to that, it was Two and a Half Men, another Chuck Glory show. While those shows get ratings, they are culturally completely irrelevant. Mm-hmm. I don't even know, actually, if Half Hour is culturally relevant anymore, but, like, there's no Seinfeld, there's no Friends, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. no, like, Half Hour that's kind of guiding or, or even reflective of the contemporary atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's all hour-long at this point. Yeah. And all cable hour-long. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Like, Walking Dead, I guess, Game of Thrones... That kind of fantasy escapism, which makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> at any rate, yeah, the TV game is a weird fucking game, but it's like paid my bills for a while. I don't know. I'm writing a, a pilot right now at the CW. Now we're looking for the CW. Okay, sure. How'd that fucking happen? You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, it was a half hour pitch that I came up with this with this girl who wrote a book about her life, mm-hmm. and uh, we synthesized it into a TV show. I wrote the pilot with her, or we we pitched it all around to Netflix, everyone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As a, a dark, weird half hour about depression and anxiety. Uh-huh. No one bought it. CW's like, could you turn into an hour? We'll hear that pitch. We're like, okay, I guess. Yeah. And we sold it to them. And it's been like, so far, a truly pleasant experience writing okay, with them. cool. But I'm just like, how am I writing a fucking hour long at the CW now? Like, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. never know what yeah. in the fuck yeah. is going to happen in this business. It's so strange. Totally. Yeah. Is that going to go to pilot? I don't know. We are going to... We just turned in our first draft to the studio. They gave us some notes today. We'll probably turn them around by tomorrow, send it back, and then they'll send it to the network. And I'm pretty sure the CW operates on the on a, a network development cycle, so we should know if they want to make that pilot by, like, the end of this month or yeah. early February. Yeah. And we, then you know the whole process. We'd shoot the pilot. If they like the pilot, we'll get a series order, then we have to fucking... Get back in that TV ratings TV, game, yeah. And then you're you're good because you got a show on TV that's gone. No, man, <laughs> no. Then you're not good. Then you got to keep that show on TV. That's true. You got to get it into that hit area, <clears throat> into that like, uh, you know, Fifth, kind of like season. That then you're rich. Then you're done. Yeah, I would like to get that money where you're making like a couple hundred grand a week to just like show up and be like, oh yeah, can this thing operate by itself now? Just yeah. be in my office or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's the dream of everybody in TV, though, is to just fucking have that show that lasts for fucking ever, mm-hmm. so you can kind of do what you want. Fuck, who knows? Then I'll bring back my show about 2037. I'm sure there's going to be a show about a guy living in the future. Obviously. Soon, though, you know? Obviously, yeah. And I'll just have to watch it and be like, oh, fuck, I wish that would have been mine, you know? Yeah. Well, Spielberg has, like, that AI kind of movie coming out. You see a trailer for that? I can't remember what Ready it's... Player One? May, oh, maybe. I can't remember. It's uh, based on a book. The premise is uh, in the near future where the world was kind of like a trash heap. Mm-hmm. This kid 
goes into this virtual reality world yeah, yeah, called yeah, the Oasis, yeah, yeah, yeah. where you can be anything you want, blah, blah, sure. blah. Yeah. And the premise is the creator of the Oasis dies and says, in this virtual world somewhere, I have left a golden egg. Mm-hmm. Whoever finds it gets total control of this virtual universe. Oh, okay. And so everybody's like, uh, holy yeah, fuck, because yeah. that virtual world is more important than the yeah, real yeah, one yeah, yeah. in terms of finance and everything. Yeah, yeah. And so these big companies mount like armies to go find mm-hmm. this shit, and this one kid is like somehow beating them all to it, and they don't sure. understand it. And that's yeah, yeah. the premise. It looks pretty cool, though. A lot of pop culture references. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm fairly excited for that movie. Yeah. And hopefully that version of reality so that I can <laughs> live in the fucking oasis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which this kind of is. The Four Seasons is very oasis-y. I mean, there's many things that exist in our life as, as Americans that are like pretty fucking nice, you know, that would be someone else's like VR experience. Dude, I think like about even it, this right here. Every night when I get into fucking bed, I don't live in a big place. I live in a one bedroom apartment. It's nice, but I, you know, it's not like a fucking crazy mansion. Uh, every night when I get in bed and turn on my fucking TV and I have like a, my little music thing, I have the XX's first two albums on loop playing 24 hours a day in my bedroom for okay. like the past three years. Okay. Some of my autistic shit, I guess. I don't uh-huh. know. But I get into that fucking bed and I'm just like, oh my God, it's so comfortable. Fuck. Like, how many people don't have anything remotely like this? Yeah. And this isn't even the top. It's, it's fucking crazy to me. Uh, God damn, it's crazy. And it's like, pretty much everybody could have that if we just weren't dicks. And then you start thinking about like, well, I'm a fucking dick because I do also have greed. You know, I don't give away all my money to fucking charity. Um, I give away some of it to charity, but only to the charities I think are (laughs) worthwhile, you know? Like I don't spread it around and then it it just becomes like this uh, wall you hit where it's like, well, fuck it. The difference I can make globally is so fucking minuscule. Why even try it all? Only to make myself feel better, really. Or like to that hope that like, well, you know, Michael Jackson style, take a look at the man in the mirror, yeah, yeah, make that change, all that shit. And like there's some element of that, I guess. Well, but I, I, think, I think that we're underestimating our ability to influence things, you know, because it's like we only, we only see what's in this fucking room, right? But it's like the idea of like, just raising awareness about issues or whatever you know what I mean I think that it can have a more profound effect just like how you create a show right like you make a show you spend all this time and energy in it and then it goes out in the world you never see people their reactions of it you don't see what they're thinking and doing as they're sitting in their room and the experience that they're having but like you did something uh, that is the thing you do and they have some experience on the other end of it I think that that can still apply to the notion of like making progress or like making some kind of a change we, we never even just see it you know like who knows what I said that you're going to tell someone else or what you told me that I'm going to tell someone else like For all sure. that shit right yeah yeah like, I, I totally agree with that but we never tangibly really feel it it just out it, it just yeah. beyond us you know I agree and in all the stuff that I'm writing currently I'm laying pretty heavily into ideas I have about the structure of reality in all of the shit. Even if it's in passing, like, kind of nihilistic comments made by characters in a sitcom, you know? (laughs) It doesn't have to be, like, an overt, like, now, let me tell you about the structure of humanity, although some of it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But there's nothing I'm writing now that doesn't have at least some component of that in it. Some component of, like, attacking the status quo, attacking the structure that currently exists. Um, Because I do feel, I, exactly what you're saying, I feel that's true. You know, it's like you have some impact with everything you do. Yeah. So you might as well make that thing, like, you know, as close to the world you want to see as possible. Sure. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, because yes. you know you hear it all the time. It's like people are like, oh, I can't do anything. I can't do anything. And I'm like, yeah, that's one way to look at it. Sure, you can't have some big, profound, instantaneous effect. But I just think like the small things that you can do could have a beneficial effect overall. And especially if we're all doing it, it's just like it's like voting. It's like people vote. They're like, it's not, I'm not going to make a difference. But then if nobody votes, then we're all fucked. So it's like, you all have to do something. Not that, like, voting is an actual answer to improve our country. But, yeah. you know, that it's an example of, like, how that, you know, the small yeah. thing adds up. It's the only action that you're given an opportunity. Yeah, the only action you have, right? Like, I mean, let's all be realistic. It's like, it's the idea of you donating all your money to charity is, like, in theory, sure, that is more of a profound effect. But that's not really, like, within the means for you the way you want to run your life nor is it for me right so but like there's something we can do whatever certainly I could donate more uh, I can give away half my money sure. I'm not even doing that yeah but, but I but I you know I don't know if like I would say you'd be better served to keep your money and then uh, to keep your money and then just have a better just to do more good deeds to people and affect people that way. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that has a more profound effect than, like, because who knows what these charities are fucking doing. I agree with that, too. But, yeah, okay, let's say I just give away half my money to people that I personally research. I'm like, you know what? You could use $10,000 this year. Here it is. You know what? You could use $10,000. Here it is. Even just things to, like, help people raise their level of comfort a little bit. I mean, to me, it really all does boil down to money. Money is how we have stratified the entirety of humanity. And the people at the top control everyone else. And that just has to change. We've got to get to a point where everybody under the people at the top like money is kind of meaningless it's like oh yeah so you got all this money who gives a fuck we don't care we all are like okay we can all eat and fucking live in a house and everything's fine because uh, as it is that's like simply not the case have we done it should but we mine, mine died actually oh shit mine's still going okay oh but I am almost out of battery I'm on my right, last well, liver should we wrap it up let's wrap it up well it's been a pleasure thank Absolutely. you so much I hope everyone out there listening has learned valuable things about the futility of life the entertainment industry and how to be greedy and keep all of your money. <laughs> Here you go. I'm ending this now. So shine. Hard rock, classic rock. Hard rock, classic rock. Hard rock, classic rock. Are you mad?
No, God, government, money, time, science, art, or love.